0: No. Sidebones? No. Goatee. Maybe. Beard? BEARD!
1: Do you feel alone? Do you feel neglected? Well, with the ladies? Well, I've got the solution for you! Low self-esteem? Grow a
2: beard! Ready to follow your dreams? Grow a beard! Are you lucky and sad? Grow a beard! You wanna look at it glad? Grow a beard! Are you working out? Grow a beard! Did your car break down? Grow a beard! Ice caps melting? Grow a beard! Are you stuck in the middle of nowhere? We need to make an important phone call, but the battery's dead. You can't find an outlet! Plug in the charger! love the beer
3: live and uh it is episode three zero as in 30 of these things and uh yeah it's very interesting i just want to get a mic check on the peakless mountaineer
4: Can you? well so first first i'd have to say that uh if you're counting last episode that's like grading your own homework man
3: (laughs) well that's what we're doing it exists and it needs a number so it already has one. So this one is 30. Does it, does it really exist? All exists? things must have numbers. I do want to also say that we have a guest beard joining us today. His name is Greg. I have beard envy of you guys. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you are a bearded fellow. You do have the facial hair. So, you know, that's really the only requirement that we have here on Beard Talk Live. And sometimes we don't even have that. Yeah. So you know, you, at, at, at we've got longer. the loner.
1: I yeah. I think my beard is is trimmed, you know. Mm-hmm. But I didn't go all out like you guys. So I just you know sometimes yeah. when I I feel like I can't be Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, the rest of us I think could be if we wanted to. Yeah. Certainly, we wanted to do a little moonlighting in the uh, in the season. You know, get get a little you extra coin. Can always
4: Santa Claus on the inside.
1: I feel, I feel like by the time I'm 75 or 80, there's going to be hovercrafts that are, like, pretty good. And so I'm actually going, like, literally going to be that guy with a white beard and a hovercraft. Mm. And uh, I want bring my hovercraft. Uh,
3: I don't know how old you are, but growing up, uh, you know, they talked about all the things we'd have by the year 2000. <laughs> and, of course... It's 2023. We got none of that shit. No. Uh I don't know if I told you, you Beard a bunch Talk of kids Live. kids can't read though. Beard Talk Live is uncensored. Uncensored. So we can say the seven words peakless. Nobody you ready? I am. Shit. shit
0: piss, piss, piss. Fuck.
3: Con. Fuck, fuck, Con. motherfucker fuck and tits. And
5: <laughs> George Carlin fan?
3: I know. All That's right. how I knew it. Yeah. All right. Good. Uh we like to get that in Sometime during the show, George Carlin was the only famous left libertarian
1: that I know of. Most of them are NCAPs.
3: And like I, having been a fan of his for so long, like I could see the progression. Right, like he wasn't always. I'm going to call him an anarchist, or at least uh, an anti-statist abolitionist, perhaps. Lenny Bruce, I think he got
1: it from Lenny. That's
3: yeah, that's exactly where he got it from, and so. Uh, like, you could see the progression through his comedy. Like, originally, when he was young and he was doing, like, the Johnny Carson show, he was trying to be something different. He wasn't trying to be the rebellious, black shirt-wearing, ponytail guy who pissed off a bunch of people with his free speech. You know, he mm-hmm. was trying to be, like, the straight-laced, suit-and-tie comedy guy who gets featured on, like, late-night television, and then as he got older he decided to like reform himself and the big linchpin of course was milwaukee wisconsin when he gets arrested for doing the bit about the seven words that you can't say on television and that that launched the rest of his career for the rest of his life sweet what happened with that arrest uh, he got arrested and eventually the the courts you know were like no it's fine you know it's free speech yeah mm, if you, nice. you, you don't want to hear it don't go kind yeah. of a thing you know But it was still. Of course, they
0: didn't pay him.
3: Well, but it was still a huge publicity moment for him as a stand-up comedian, right? Mm -hmm. Because getting arrested and then you know people talking to him about what happened after the you know all that kind of stuff pre-internet, of course. So like there was no like it was the closest thing a person could have gotten to like a viral video. I mean, it
1: sounds like it was so funny. It was criminal.
3: Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Trying
4: to kill people with laughter. Like. I mean, it was all right. And, and what surprised me was that, like, the cussing didn't even play a major role in his comedy. Like, it, I barely, I barely noticed it because of today's standards. Yeah, yeah.
3: So, yeah. Uh, in I, I really like his
0: his routine on the uh, on word fuck. Yeah, usefulness.
3: Yeah, we played that on Beard Talk Live. I think five or. Eight episodes ago, nice. and talked about it. Um, so, in addition to Greg in the studio, we've got Nobody. And then, of course, I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining us remotely Peakless Mountaineer. All right. We got all that. I am your host, Shil- Rob <laughs> Serling, a man with no upper lip. Uh, I should so- tell people that this is a call in show. So, if you're watching us over at mm-hmm. watch.freetalklive.com, uh, the telephone number is 603 283 6160. Again, 603 283 6160. It is the uncensored Beard Talk Live episode 30. Yeah. And if you can't hear us, please call us sooner rather than later. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, last week was a bit of a train wreck. We had some technicalities that as we're attempting to do the show we we could see that video is broadcasting we can hear that audio is being captured but for whatever reason the audio and the video didn't you know go together they didn't uh like people were hearing a different audio feed than we're seeing a video feed and so we have listeners who called and were like hey i just want to let you guys know or i feel so sorry for you guys and that kind of thing that like we can see the video, but the audio isn't. You know, you got you got a problem. We're like, hey, thanks for calling. But what would have really been nice is if all those people would call when we are broadcasting. <laughs> 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 like right now, for example, would be great. Can you hear Ooh. us?
1: <laughs> but of course, how oh. would they know? Tommy, can you hear me? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, they know they're safe. They won't be listened to if they call in. Yeah, I said like,
3: I feel like our uh, our. Our plan is no news is good news with Gary Gnu. Mm-hmm. If you guys are familiar with Gary Gnu, now okay, yeah. Old no
0: new taxis.
3: I'm 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 old school.
1: I only know Gnu from uh, Richard Stallman. Yep. He also has a big beard, actually. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, and so Gnu stands for news, not Unix. It's a
3: recursive. He oh, act- huh. yeah, yeah. Which
0: act- and and of course, like ev- like everything he does, it was a hack of something somebody else did. Which was naming the first major Unix uh, mailer was Elm, and uh, and then they came came up with Pine, which was Pine is not Elm. Mm, <laughs> <that's>
3: what- <laughs> so it was a television show called The Great Space Coaster that featured Gary Gnu who. I, I just popped, you know, this <laughs> into my favorite uh, search engine, and I noticed Gary Gnu has got a beard. Hey, of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, that's all you need to know about Gary Gnu. Uh, his tagline, his tagline was "No Gnu's is good Gnu's with Gary Gnu. Hmm. So
4: there you have it, Gary Gnew. I uh, so yeah. Um, now that uh, now that uh, nobody's on the show, I really wanted to get his take on. Um, Apparently, the news is coming out and saying that the Boogaloo boys are like, ready for Civil War.
3: Yeah, I, I hope somebody is. I'm trying to remember the guy's name. His name is something done. He he was 19 several years ago and, and not done yet and, and made the news. He's not, but he's still done, even though he's not done. Hmm. anybody oh.
1: have that uh, animation of the uh, dramatic chipmunk. Dun, dun, dun. I would love to see. Oh, yeah. yeah, unfortunately yeah, You got to get up a, on that microphone. Sorry that, guys. Point it down yeah, more towards it. your face a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. It's my pure unadulterated voice.
4: <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately that guy so, had like a really complicated name so I can't remember it.
0: Okay. But now who was saying this and to whom were they saying?
3: It?
4: Uh, I'll, oh, so, I'll tell um, you momentarily
3: because I we started to talk about it a little bit during the previous show, Free Talk Live, but now that we're on okay. Beard Talk Live, uh, we can certainly continue the discussion as soon as I get. Uh... So yeah, there was the the article that I brought was from Vice.com, and so you know how slanted they're going to be uh, on this type of a thing. But uh, the guy's name is mm... uh, his last name is Dunn N. Uh, at any rate, in the last six months, the Boogaloo Boys have returned to Facebook and are using the platform to funnel new recruits and OG boys into smaller subgroups with the goal of coordinating offline meetups and training, according to data obtained by the Tech Transparency Project. Don't know what that is. Shared exclusively Hmm. with Vice News. They're posting propaganda videos. guides. That's not very
0: transparent if they're only sharing it with one Uh, group of people.
3: yeah. Uh, They're posting propaganda videos, guides to sniper training and guerrilla warfare and how-tos, for assembling untraceable ghost guns. Uh, And so Dunn, now 22, recently returned from fighting Russia as a volunteer soldier for Ukraine, once Hmm. again calling himself a Boogaloo Boy and is consumed by fantasies of becoming a martyr on the streets at the hands of the U.S. government by refusing to comply with police orders and fighting back. He says he's 100% in support... ...of an armed revolt. Mm. They found some guys. I mean, I I
0: certainly couldn't hold it against somebody if they wanted to, you know, give the government back a little bit of what they've been giving us for 200 years. By the way, can I just point out that this guy went to fight into a war started by governments... As
1: And he was happy to go. There are people like that, like the Afghan Arabs who went into the uh, Afghanistan war. Sure. And so governments later reveal that they instigated the war. Right. right? And of course, the governments could also prevent the wars in the first place by listening to each other. They don't do Mm, that. So, yeah, there's going to be people who are going into wars. And look at all the Vietnam uh, veterans who are scarred by war. They didn't even want to go. Yeah. So the governments, mm. if you don't want to go, they can conscript you. Yep. And so mm. all these people come back, and then they say, "Well, these people could be a danger to society." Yeah,
0: see, that's something I des- I decided a long time ago. If the if if they ever conscripted me, I mean, we're gonna enslave you to kill people and. Here's a rifle. Great. You're not going to be happy with my target selection because I'm going to start shooting draft board members. <laughs> mm. You're not getting... And my superior. You wouldn't pass a war, let alone
1: this, uh, no, this thing. No. no. No, but I mean, it's the government that armed the people, that mm-hmm. created the, the escalation to the war, yep. and the media works together with them. Now, this same media goes mm-hmm. and says, well, these people are dangerous. Yeah. No shit, Sherlock. I'm using... My, yeah. my right to say shit.
0: Yeah, no shit. So sure. I. I no.
1: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Why I mean, don't you try
0: not having wars,
1: assholes? Yeah. Well, as, as, yeah, as
0: Martin that, Luther King said, "Riot is the language of the unheard," and the American people have not been heard in a long ass time hmm. by any of the scumbag criminals in Washington. So, you know, if some of those scumbag criminals get shot. I, I don't know that I'll have a party, but I sure won't have a, I sure won't cry.
3: I will overhear people on occasion, you know, walking around in my normal life, doing my normal life things, where you'll hear some discussion, and some people will say something about like, oh, I support the the war in Ukraine, or the people, you know, and, and I'm like, well, why aren't you there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I don't want anyone it.
1: to get shot, but then, yeah. those, you know, those other people Millions of other people, you know, live under bombs and cluster bombs. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, but we are achieving our geopolitical objectives. Right. And I would say the same to Russians. As yeah, I the Madeline Albright. Everyone on every side, politicians mm-hmm. are yep. sending people to war. They don't go to war. Their children don't go to war. Mm-hmm. No one's drafted. None of the media personalities are like, "Oh, I got a little draft in my mail." Bye, guys. I'm getting shipped right. off tomorrow. None of those guys are going to. But they always say, "We, we have to right. go and fight those guys." Really, mm-hmm. we? You mean we? Oh, like
4: we won the Super Bowl? <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> we won. Yeah, ever, yeah. So, so yeah. Ever, one of the
4: one of the things though about uh, that I've found about the Boogaloo Boys is that they tend to be one of the best places to find uh, left libertarians. Really?
1: hmm
4: Yeah, and, and that does tie into the, like, so the, the whole support or not support of Ukraine is largely a left-right phenomenon. So the people on the left, they want to support Russia, and the people on the right want to not do what the people on the left are saying we should do.
1: Actually, I found broad support on the fringes for ending the war. Look at this. You've got the progressive left, yep. even mm-hmm. the ones in Congress. They had a letter drafted to Biden, 30 mm-hmm. of them, including Ocasio-Cortez, everybody saying, maybe we should push towards a peace agreement. And then they pussied out. Uh, yeah, and man. they were told, please shut up. You're you on the wrong, like we're not doing this. Yeah. And they walked it back. That's on the left. On the right, most of the Republicans are like, we're not going to send this much. Now look, I am my number one allegiance here is to the people. In mm-hmm. this case, the Ukrainian people. They're getting bombed. Mm-hmm. Their country is the one. Every weapon we send is is exploding there. Right. Okay? Yeah. Very few mm-hmm. are exploding in Russian cities. So there's
0: right. like a few, but every person who's impoverished by the taxes is being impoverished here.
4: Yeah. So the taxes. The yeah,
0: question yeah. is, are you are? I mean, if people want want to donate to the war effort, that's fine. But when people start enslaving us to uh, to pay for their war,
1: well, we've had taxes. You know, uh, who said death and taxes, Benjamin well, Franklin, right? Yeah. Here's but, the thing, but like, but like, if you care so much about continuing a war, mm-hmm. why aren't you there? Why aren't yeah. you bringing your? Because fa- you're going <laughs> to talk very differently if the war was here. You'd be like, yeah, let's stop that shit immediately. But mm-hmm. because it's other people dying and their families, right? are broken yeah. up and their men are being conscripted on both sides, right? It's mm-hmm. like, well, let's continue the war because, you know, the other thing. Well, and it's I'm like, not to me, the governments are the problem. Let's
0: continue it. I don't, it, it. It's really none of my business whether it continues or not. And it is somewhat more complex than the, uh, than the media makes it out. One of the things is there are a lot of ethnic Russians who are still in the Ukraine and um, and the ukrainian nazis don't like the ethnic russians i mean and Ob- they've yeah. been bombing Ob- the, uh there's parts of their country that they've been shelling ever since 2014 so those people are kind of sick of their government dropping bombs on them and they're probably very relieved to see to see putin so I, and i don't I mean, I don't have a, a preference. Uh, yeah, I yeah, mean, I mean uh, Zelensky, Biden, and uh, and uh, Putin are pretty much all the same person. They're psychopaths who don't care how many people die 100%. to accomplish their, their objective. I agree right? completely with that last thing.
1: <laughs> people think the enemy is like, oh, this other country's people, the regular person, Israelis versus Palestinians, Shiites versus Sunnis, right? Mm-hmm. And, whatever. and now he's fine. China comes in and is going to make peace with iran and saudi arabia by the way but mm-hmm. until that happens guess what they did for the last eight years there yemen civil war same yeah. thing just instead of russia ukraine call it sunni versus Shiite. and then the next thing you know it's like mm-hmm. uh, uh the ayatollah says this and uh you know the king of saudi arabia says that in the gulf it's so, like they're just sending uh, you to war people <laughs> like yeah, yeah
4: yeah well war is always a, a matter of lets you and him fight but what we're seeing right now is basically market research for World War III. Do the people want a world, a world war that starts with the U.S. versus Russia, the U.S. versus China, or the U.S. versus Russia and China? Hmm.
1: I mean, to me, like, the obvious answer to any libertarian-minded person, or just a regular person who hasn't bought into the Kool-Aid of the government Mm-hmm. A media telling you what to think, right? And you know they're telling you what to think because if you speak to a regular person in the other country, they'll think the exact opposite. Is it what's more likely, that people have independently come to opposite conclusions or their media has been feeding them opposite things, right? And mm-hmm. selectively showing them the only things that support their side. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm not for pro- uh, centrally controlled media mm-hmm. and
0: profit-driven like News Corp, Rupert Murdoch. Well, and that's... Well, they're more driven the by government than they are by profit. I mean, they pretty much just read government
1: press releases. It's both. It's both. Profits on the left libertarian, I can tell you. Yeah. You need to have clickbait and outrage in order to mm. survive in the market these days. Even the New York Times, which has won the Pulitzer Prize more than any other newspaper and the, you know a lot of respect over decades, those guys uh, found that they can editorialize their their titles in order to get more clicks. And they started doing Mm,
0: that. And CNN, a very respected in in the past uh, thing started by- CNN's about to go out of business. Joe Rogan has more viewers than they do. And guess what? I remember when CNN sold out, I remember the, the moment it was.
1: It was the Malaysian Airlines flight. So before CNN, if you look 20 years ago, people in Congress were saying CNN gets the scoop before the CIA. And they had people on the ground, reporters, and they had a lot of respect. And then they found out that they can run the same story over and over the the Malaysian Airlines yeah. and get more ratings than they ever did. Just mm-hmm. they used to have a slogan: "We're not no no celebrities, just the news." Right? And now mm-hmm. it's completely the opposite. Right. They've sold out. So my point is, I'd rather trust sites like Wikipedia and open source, no profit motive sites yep. because those Ooh. sites will give you the news on both sides, on all sides. No, no, no. Wikipedia, Wikipedia is completely slanted. But yeah. at least there's a talk page where people can challenge uh, the uh, the article and have to be addressed. Uh, you know, unless the they
4: decide that your IP can no longer post here. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they could blacklist, I'm uh, yeah. sure
1: But I, I'm yeah, just I've saying, been nothing's perfect i blacklisted
4: for no mm. reason whatsoever
1: But what's better? Like, I
4: just get on there, I haven't gone on in years I try and post something, oh, I'm I'm blacklisted Great
1: Okay, Then yes, I think everyone's Voice should be heard, but my point Is simply this mm. If the media consisted of Concentric circles where one person Writes an article And then the next thing isn't the person publishes to his 5,000 million followers and then they all get it the next minute, right? The -hmm. next thing would be peer review and arguing from 10 different points of view. And people say, well, what about this? You said Trump did this bad thing? Well, what about the other presidents? They did the same thing. And look, he had to do this because of that. If they had a news story like that, it wouldn't sell. It wouldn't be controversial, okay? But- it would lead to a healthier society. This is how science Well, and this does is it.
4: one of the biggest changes that we're going through now. I mean, I'm surprised to hear you talk about Wikipedia when you're involved in cryptocurrency development. I mean, one of the biggest things that this allows for us is that we can index and even store information in an uncensorable way, right. and that includes mm-hmm. conversations.
1: I'm all for that. Actually, mm-hmm. Wikipedia, the first project that IPFS, the Decentralized File System, right, yeah had archived was Wikipedia. My point is simply this. I'm using Wikipedia as an example of decentralized people coming together and like ants, adding this or subtracting that or fixing that. We have three movements at least. There is science, which has been doing this for hundreds of years. People giving away their discovery, like Jonas Salk and Albert Einstein and Newton said I could only see further because I stood on the shoulders of giants uh-huh. okay they didn't rent their shoulders mm. to him it
0: was free that's a gift economy well, if we if we Americans have not seen as far as others
3: it's because there are giants standing on our shoulders <laughs> <laughs> uh, in front of us. I, I want you to continue your thought but we do have a caller a hey. beard, beard talk live who the fuck is this
6: oh my goodness is this buckshot Esquire
3: if you will if
6: you kept powder dry boy <laughs>
3: Uh, it sounds like Major pain. Major, what's on your mind?
6: Well, it could be a minor ache. Or Aren't you supposed to call, call him sir?
0: You're only a captain. What? Aren't you supposed to call him sir? You're only a captain. Well, I'm also an <laughs> anarchist, so. Oh, yeah, well, we true, don't pull that. rank in these
3: libertarian yeah. circles. <laughs> I'm only captain of myself, right? And I inspire, hopefully, other people to also be the captain of themselves. You aren't No matter how great against- against the
0: gate, how charged with punishment, the scroll, I am the master of my fate, and I'm I am the, the captain, captain of my soul. <laughs> hey guys, aren't
1: anarchists against hierarchy?
4: Uh, generally. No. Uh, no. No.
1: I don't have a problem. Eric. I don't have a problem.
3: Anarchy. I don't have. That's no rulers. Mm, that's right. not no structure. That's not no rules. It's no rulers. Mm. All right. So no kings, I, no masters, know, right? I mean, that if you want to like,
0: hire Mr. Spanks a lot to, to, to spank your ass and tell you you're bad,
3: right. I don't have a problem with that so long as you're <laughs> consenting. Role play, baby. Uh, let's give the caller a chance to say something. Major, go ahead.
6: Oh, my goodness, are you really going to punch me in or punch me out, as the case may be? Mm, no, uh, no. Well,
3: my know, you
6: guys were dealing on the previous show with all this banking whatnot. Yep. And uh, it reminded me a lot of the 29 crash. You mean
3: 2008, 2008 one 2009?
6: One thing went wrong, and everybody went crazy, and then the whole thing went to hell in a handbag. And if you think about it, this shit is cyclical. Oh yeah, every hundred years.
3: Well, wow, it's been a little and, less than hundred years you know, since the last one. Hundred
6: years. It was a hundred years between the revolution, and now we got the EMP that happened in about 1898. We're about ready to have one of them too—an
0: electromagnetic so, pulse. You got
6: all your inner tube and, and Facebook and uh, your monetary.
3: Coins. I mean, with regards to like a bank failing, didn't something like that happen in the 1920s, now that it's the 2020s? It happened in yeah, 2008.
6: The market yeah. crashed.
0: A lot of banks failed, and, uh, failed. There was a 1929 market crash. Uh, then there was a run on a whole number of banks. A lot of it was happening because the federal government was trying to pop, prop up the value of the British
3: pound. Uh, after World War One, well, and wasn't um, 1913 key and you know some of that uh, destruction? Yeah, Woodrow Wilson well,
1: signed a, well, It's not just Woodrow Wilson. The creation by the of way. the Federal mm. Reserve. It was the entire Congress. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If the banks were honest, right, and there then was they no wouldn't federal be in business, right, if the federal government wasn't propping them up and they were honest, the reality would happen. Just like with the free banking era, which mm-hmm. what happened was the further away geographically you got from the bank, the mm-hmm. less its banknotes were worth and so maybe 90 cents on the Boy. dollar. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like yeah. a bank that's honest would tell you these are our reserves and now our banknotes are worth 90 cents on the dollar. And if you keep taking it out, it'll be 80 cents and 70 cents. At some point, people will stop to withdrawing they'll Mm -hmm. wait until the price goes up again just with crypto right but the banks tell you it's a dollar it's a dollar it's a dollar and then bank holiday (laughs) yeah right when it when they're out of reserves so it's not a gradual drop to zero if it was if it was continuous Mm -hmm. like the markets wouldn't Mm -hmm. be a problem
0: uh yeah well the thing is it's the the whole thing is is pretty much a scam because uh you know, I mean, if if you give somebody your furniture for storage and you come back and they've sold it, you're going to call the police. But banks just take shit stored with them and lend it to other people. Well, to be fair, to be fair, uh,
1: the banks don't lend out your money. They're empowered by the government to issue money, okay, that mm-hmm. the government essentially uh, backs with the full faith and credit of the US government.
0: So B- but backs in in what? What are they going to do gonna if print it goes more money. Down? They're going to print more money. Absolutely nothing.
1: Now they won't after uh after the bill they've passed after 2012, I think it was F- Dodd-Frank.
0: Well, no, even after I mean th- they did it. They, what, they printed what could trillions. they do? What what can they do? They oh, certainly... they can do
1: a lot. They got off the gold standard, so they t- effectively control the money supply. So they, mm. you know, that's not necessarily in and of itself a bad thing, mm-hmm. uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I
0: got to disagree with.
1: But look at what happened with just with now. They printed trillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Then they raised interest rates, and the interest rates are having unintended consequences right, of yeah. making
3: these banks go bankrupt. Let's uh, give our caller a chance to respond. Receive major, major. We'll... What do you have to say?
6: I do believe that this thing has is a mirror image of the 29 crash. People are getting spooked.
3: Wait, 1929 or 2009? 1929. Okay, go ahead.
6: 1929 crash, yeah, the stock market. Okay. Just after the Dust Bowl, I mean, we were going through hell then just as we were going through hell now. But now we're going through cyber hell, not dust hell. Hmm. I mean, hell is hell. I don't care whose boots you're in. You know when you're there.
1: I mean, back when we had the Dust Bowl, some people say...
3: We? We. Uh, yeah. The I mean, United States. Yeah, I got yeah, you. I <laughs> I'm just giving you shit, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we in. This country, this uh, federation... Um it was because, and this is why I'm a left uh, libertarian, because I do think that people acting in their own self-interest sometimes can lead to a downward spiral. Like if somebody uh, has a run mm-hmm. on the bank, everyone's acting in their own self-interest, trying to get money out before other people do. And now, I know what
6: you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Henry Ford caused the Dust Bowl.
1: No, not at all. What caused the Dust Bowl, in my opinion, was automation. So, if you look at uh, pictures of farms uh, before the 1920s, you'll find a lot of people working there farm hands, right? right? You've got animals, you've got oxen uh, pulling the plow, okay? Where all these oxen today? So they've automated. They've got combines, uh, th- which were back then a big thing. Yep. Uh, they were able to suddenly lay off a lot of farm hands, and you got books like *Grapes of Wrath* by John Steinbeck. All mm-hmm. these people had to go to cities. It took ten years to build up the farms, uh, the the factories, and in the industry. Right. So until then, what happened to all these laid off people? So the the farmers are actually producing all right, too
6: will much. You let me interject here. Yeah, will you go. Ahead. Let, let me interject here. Sure. Henry Ford. And the invention of the tractor, there were they they, they they had thousands of acres that they could plow in a day, not hundreds. Yeah. You line up six of them gas horses, and the prairie grasses had deep roots. Deep roots. All the indigenous species had roots that went down six feet, so they could survive the desert climate. And we went up and rolled it all over buffalo bones, horse turds and all. Yep. And You're it right. Was assaulted and and de- degraded and gone.
1: And we this is what people years. need to understand is that right now it's happening around the world. Look it up the statistic, Captain Kickass. Thirty percent of all farmland in the world has become desert, desertified. Yep. You cannot yep. We've depleted the nutrients, and why? So uh, this is what people call a race to the bottom, okay?
6: There were stories back in the day that they, the old-timers told that they could tell what state the dust come from, <laughs> whether it be Kansas or Nebraska or North Dakota or whatnot.
3: Sure.
0: Mm-hmm. No, this is... And you've got people like the Dutch government is trying to shut down farming. The Canadian government is trying to shut down farming. Yep. Pretty soon we're going to have a good old Stalin-sized famine on our hands. It's government
1: trying to patch up the hole that they created with another thing that they do. And here's the thing. The farmers were paid not to plant. They got a right. UBI. They right. got a universal yeah. basic income for the farming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the race to the oh, bottom yeah, stopped.
6: God, God saved the farmer.
1: That saved the farmer. Ooh. Now look, now many people don't don't understand this. People acting in their own self-interest yeah. sometimes actually creates a race to the bottom.
4: Well, and, hold on. Yeah. That was created because of government intervention. Now, if you had exactly a decent right. court exactly. system. Because if you have a decent court system, then, uh, so that's the thing, our court system sucks on a historical level. Mm-hmm. So they are terrible at dealing with especially complicated things like a bunch of people being harmed by degrading a massive amount of the, mm-hmm. uh, of the environment. So uh, if we had a market for courts, then we could select a court that actually remunerates the people who are harmed by all of this pollution. And once that, yeah. once that happens, then all these companies go, oh, you mean I can't outsource that cost? Well, yeah. I better reduce it then.
1: Yeah, I agree with you about pollution. I'm saying, and this is important because we're having an automation crisis happening now with ChatGPT and other things coming down the pike very shortly, putting artists out of what, business. What do you mean crisis? I'll explain. Let's look at the, the Great Depression. So if you look at Joseph Stiglitz and other Nobel Prize winning economists. Yeah. Joe Stiglitz specifically points out that automation precipitated the Great Depression, meaning what I'm saying. Well, let me just uh, okay. outline right. it here. There's a bunch of farmers who for hundreds of years have a specific economics. They have farm hands, they grow certain crops, and then they sell those crops. Right. Simple. When the crops go bad, they have something called futures, which you know helps to stabilize the market and smooth it out. Now, in comes automation. And so now you don't need the oxen, but you also don't need the farmhands. And you can produce more food than you ever have. Only two problems here. One is people don't actually, people get laid off. So they don't have the money. So one third of the banks fail in this country. And we're talking about bank failures. People didn't have the money to pay uh, stores. And the stores didn't have the money in turn to pay their workers. Yeah. And they didn't have the money to go to restaurants. Not that. Most people went to restaurants back then. The other problem is negative externalities, environmental ones. So it turns out ecosystems can't regenerate so quickly. And ancient societies knew this. If you look in the Bible, every seven years, you're supposed to let the land lie fallow and regenerate. Right? Right. They knew this. And we didn't know this. And so with capitalism, I'm saying—
4: (laughs) we absolutely did know this and here's the thing Mm -hmm. if we didn't have the money system fucking this up then the people who lie who let their land lie fallow would make more money because they can make profit off of it the next time they they harvest if we didn't have this insane financial system they would stay in business the other the others would be kicked out
3: major go
6: ahead it went deeper than that into the bible you were supposed to leave your field lay fallow so that the poor around you could plant in it,
1: right? Another UBI
6: between a tractor and an ox or a mule and a horse is a a fucking tractor. Don't fertilize nothing.
4: That that's not a UBI. That's charity. Charity and charity is essential.
1: Well, it's and I don't it's think enforced. there's not focused on it, it uh, hmm?
0: in it's, the Bible. it's not charity when it's when it's at gunpoint. Well, it's, it's not
1: <laughs> at gunpoint. However, in the Bible, uh, it is said that God. Uh, mm-hmm. led the Jews out of Egypt, and God told them that they have to give 10% of their, uh, uh you know, they have to do these things, like you don't take the last first apples fruits. off the tree.
6: First fruits is what you're looking for. The
1: first fruits, you have to, there's an entire society that is described in the Bible uh-huh. how the Israelites were supposed to live. And, you know, they even had a tribe called the Levites, uh, you know that were uh the priestly uh, class.
3: Yeah, that went great. Did they all wear really nice
1: jeans? <laughs> well, they—I don't know about that.
6: you're being an asshole.
1: What? I would never be an you know asshole.
6: Be. You're being an asshole, especially not to you, Major.
5: Right?
1: Guys, so so my point is. Uh in the Bible, it was people were told how to live their society, right?
4: yeah, mm-hmm. and then they made a free will decision to either follow the law that helps life happen, which is god that's that's the identifying thing, like the identifying thing is that I take you out of slavery. so if you choose to follow that law, you prosper
3: and if but you if you, you are
4: forced then then God's will is countervened fundamentally because you're a slave again.
1: Right. So I don't want to take a position on how much it was enforced uh, whether versus how much it was the natural order of things. Yeah. But my point simply is, if you look at what it says, one of the things it says is to let the land lie fallow. But in yeah. th- the system where the farmer uh, is selling their, f- their food, and this is important because current workers are about to feel the yeah, same farmers way. Farmers
0: sold food then too, didn't they? Yes.
1: And the farmer sold their food year after year, but suddenly the farmer started producing way more than they ever needed to. And so what happened was each uh, farmer saw their food at market lose value and they can't bring enough to feed their family and money. Right. Mm -hmm. So what they do is I'm I'm a good work. I have a good work ethic as a farmer. I'm going to simply work harder and I'm going Mm -hmm. to produce more. And that's the race to the bottom I'm talking about. So every year they'll produce more, but mm-hmm. then, of course, that only makes the prices go even further down. Mm-hmm. And so
0: what I'm Great. saying is- Well, producing Great. more They're is a good thing, and low prices right. are but that's also
1: a good thing. The dust bowl is a result of the fact that the environment doesn't uh, suffer uh, endlessly. It mm-hmm. it needs uh, time to regenerate. It it has a limit. Right. And so if those we are- farmers- Go ahead. Go those ahead.
4: farmers were paid to sin. Okay? Here's the instructions how you don't fuck up the food supply. That's the instructions for life. Now, those farmers were given a shit ton of money by the government to do things other than that.
1: Yeah, but all I'm trying to say, forget the government. Let's say there is no government. <laughs> They're Let's say... going
6: over the top and going in front of history there. Yeah. like for... nitrogen fertilizers that fucked it all up. Monsanto.
1: So we'll get to today, but I'm saying back then in the uh, 1930s, okay, before the the Dust Bowl and the Great Depression. Forget. Let's say there was no government. Let's say we lived in a society with no government. But then we automated the farm work. Okay. okay? The people would still get laid off because we don't need them to do the job, and the uh, more more food would be produced that year than ever before. So the price would go down, and the good farmer would be like, "I'll just work the land to the bone." Mm-hmm. To produce even more, and every mm. year it would just make the problem worse. And,
0: and the problem is that uh, a lot of times people don't have the sense to do something else. It's like, you know, you see somebody, I've been working for McDonald's for 18 years and I've never gotten right. a wraith. Well, why the fuck are you still doing that? Right. They're, you know, you that's just
3: you being a dumbass. It's not you being a victim. There is a level of responsibility. <laughs> to human evolution with regards to technical invention. That is to say, something like automated tractors, right? Uh okay, well, hey, you know what? We don't need as many farmhands now. So now there's a surplus of Farmhands, mm-hmm. well, these farmhands now to find fine, something else to do, have to find something That's else what they to did. do. They went to the and cities. so they got to retrain themselves, they got to learn new skills. So now, instead of being a farmhand, maybe they should become a tractor mechanic or something that you know. This is my point. So, right. so the farmhands,
1: it took 10 years, they lived in Hoovervilles, there was a lot of these you know, grapes of wrath type things. Mm-hmm. They wanted work yeah, because there they was interfered
4: no work. more than they had 10 years before. In 20 to 21, there was another depression. No one ever talks about it because they they didn't change anything and didn't keep it going into the Great Depression.
1: That's true. Yeah. But all I'm saying is, in this particular depression, uh, it was caused by automation. And today, this is why it's important. Because remember how people were saying, LOL, just learn coding, like all these people. <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> Remember the, the, yeah, the, the Trump voters? Which, which from... I didn't do, by the way. I didn't learn any coding. Sadly. No, but this
1: is a, the that irony happened. is that right now coding's being automated by the chat GPTs of right. the world, right? Oh, and yeah. they're co-pilot from GitHub and Microsoft. So, LOL coders, now you're screwed and go, look, it's like rats from a sinking ship. My point is that in our lifetime, we'll see a lot of jobs simply being automated. Yep. It's not that computers mm. will replace people. It's that one person will be able to do the job of 100 people sure all right facebook already has one engineer to serve like a million people so my point is in this kind of economy we can either say tax the robots because they're not self-interested right and through the corporations which have the robots right tax the corporations and give people the money so that people can live their lives and enjoy freedom Mm -hmm. decide what to do or you could say the only way to live is to earn a living wage from your corporation. And the only way to have health insurance is to work for a corporation. Well, and then hold we're going to be slaves. Nobody so ever said that you that... have
0: to work for a corporation.
1: No, but they're going to have well, all the money the because they have all the audits. The best the plan is
0: not to.
4: Yeah, but it, and, and the reason, pe- they're the gonna reason have all people are going to become. De- dependent on one corporation is because they're the last ones to get the money like nobody was saying they keep the same wage forever because uh, that's the way that this form of money goes now if you have a good money especially a depreciating money then the laborers get the money first instead of having the cantillion effect on the opposite direction
1: Hmm. What is a Cantillion effect, by the way, for people? Okay,
4: yeah, Cantillion effect basically means you're closer to the money spigot. So they print a bunch of money. They give it into these programs. Now, the closer you are to that to that spigot, the the sooner you get to spend the money. Now, once you spend the money, people go, oh, there's a bunch of money around. I can jack my prices up. And then the money gets to other people who now have to deal with the jacked up prices.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm a favor Uh, of UBI again, because everyone gets the money first. Well, and that's
4: why I'm in favor of BTC because the value is distributed,
1: Mm -hmm. decentralized. And so
4: that, and that's the thing. Like a a UBI will never be implemented in a good way by these fucking monsters. Mm. Remember what they do? They export fear. That is their business. Like Captain said, they don't have a business. Bullshit. Cruelty. That is their export.
3: Let's give uh, Major Payne a chance, Major.
4: Well, dudes, you've
6: gone, rolled my marble around so many times, I'm reckon I might have a flat spot or two. <laughs> um,
3: Major, you're a colorful character.
6: God Almighty. All right. So, everybody, you got to keep your powder dry. You can't have no faith in these bastards.
4: Okay. Right.
6: We, 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 uh, either we stand or die together. I can't believe that America is so fucking stupid as to not believe be it. able to be between the lines. And it's going to well,
0: get worse. They've been educated by it. the government because you can't expect much from them. As George Carlin
1: said, garbage in, garbage out, folks. Where do you think yeah. we get these politicians from? <laughs> They're you and, and these me. These
4: are the things they have to claim. They have to claim our propaganda, which is schooling and press. They have to claim our court system. And they have to claim our money system.
1: So I think this is actually a very good uh, time to bring up what I do. <laughs> just because. You do something? It's crazy.
3: Wow. I just go around needing. money. You mean muffin. you're not just oh, like a random guy?
6: You actually produce?
3: <laughs> it's but crazy. We
6: have to eliminate you.
3: (laughs) No, I don't think so. Uh, Despite. I
6: I one time had a boss hole.
3: An uh, an asshole and a boss at the same time.
6: I did. I did a bar interview.
3: Maybe his boss gave him. I'm a
6: carpenter. I've been building shit all my life. Okay. I could square a fucking house with an axe handle.
3: All
6: right. I swear to God. Three and four and five is square. Right. Okay. Okay. Right,
1: you can
0: understand that simple fucking me. mathematical scenario. You can square anything. I agree. You can squirt anything. That makes me think of a few things I don't square. three squared plus uh, four squared is uh, five squared.
4: Okay, I still don't know how to square a house with an axe handle. All right, let's. Uh, All right,
0: let's
3: let Greg finish his.
1: So thoughts, uh, I agree that you cannot let the federal government in charge of the UBI. Because they're just going to mess it up. Although I will
3: say, well, any government.
1: Well, yes, any government, but they have implemented it in Alaska. Uh, They give it; it's called the uh, permanent fund. Oh, it's uh, where
3: if you're a native, you're born in Alaska, you just get some money every year. No, every citizen gets equal
1: amounts. Oh, I I only say that because
3: I know a guy who you know grew up in Alaska and. Like I don't know, it was you know, I needed some money, and he was like, "Oh, I just got my Alaska check here. I'll loan you the money." I'm yeah. like, "What's an Alaska check?" And he explained it to me. One
1: yeah. of the fifty states has finally
0: saw the light. Uh, this mm-hmm. was decades ago. Well, they they actually had the opportunity to do it without stealing from anybody. So, yeah, that's, and that's a lot better. Exactly, it's the reverse of stealing. So Wait, they said, they "You know, it, we're the government of
1: Alaska." We are taking money in the form of taxes on fossil fuels at the point of extraction here. You know we'd like to charge for our natural resource now here's the question would you want the government to decide how to spend that with its pork projects and everything or we give it to you the people of alaska and you decide individually in your own
4: self-interest
0: well, what
1: to do and with it.
4: here's the single most efficient way to make it universal is that you distribute it to every single price by not fucking stealing in the first place
1: that would be fantastic yeah. given the fact that they are taking in the money from and listen, I mean, it is, you know, found in Alaska, the uh, fuel. Mm. And so the state of Alaska says, you know, you go ahead, extract it. But we're going to take a piece of that, and give it to the people of Alaska equally. I personally would love the government to do only two things. One, distribute money as UBI. Literally just tax the negative externalities, find what they are for the environment, for everything, tax them. Like robots, whatever, and give it yeah, to the people. Yeah,
4: watch you become a it. negative externality real quick. Yeah, I mm-hmm.
3: uh, limiting a government to well anything really uh, seems to me historically to be impossible. And while you make good mm-hmm. points, uh, I you know uh, people I think should earn right the the default state of oh, a going person. To earn. They're going the to earn the default state of a person is poverty. So. You know, the question isn't, how do we eliminate poverty? The question mm. is, is how do we inspire and create prosperity?
0: Yeah. Well, many, I mean, you, yeah, you can no. eliminate a lot of poverty just by eliminating government, okay? The first thing that, that would go away, if, if there was no government at all, would be the land monopoly. Anybody would be able to homestead some land. By right? the
1: way, speaking of um, land so and po- poverty there was a best-selling book in the 19th century called Progress and Poverty by Henry, read George. It. Henry George. And he advocated the one tax on land. He's like, mm. if you're going to have tax, just tax one thing that everyone has in common, and you can mm. see it's right there, and stop with all mm. proliferation of all these other taxes. Well, and, and wasn't there to... some
3: uh, voting limitations, too, at some point I mean, uh, in the U.S.? It was like, mm-hmm. well, if you have land, you can vote, but if you don't, then you can't vote.
1: Was there um, a landowning I class uh, that can only I think I thought our democracy was against that. I mean that world.
0: that so, that was kind of the case in some places, but I mean, there was still land available for the taking.
4: I mean, so even basically the
0: slaves if you had, lived could somewhere, somewhere at that point.
1: And even there's before, some you to own available some land for the taking
4: there. if they don't shoot you when you take it. And I, I gotta I gotta out left you on this one, man. You can't own land. I happen to agree.
1: And the Bible right. says actually that in every 50 years, the land goes back to the original tribe, meaning you can only lease the land. You're never the mm-hmm. owner well, of it. Because well, they no, believe so that God that's nice God for the, the, uh,
0: for the original you, tribe, but it kind of sucks for everybody else who ends up homeless. But if you can't own the land, then think about it. Can you own large bodies of water? Can you dump? Can Nestle no. dump into a river? Well, the thing no. is, if you can't own it, then nobody's going to protect it. That's the problem we have now, is if something is unowned, you get what's called the tragedy of the commons.
4: Well, where, hold
0: on. For example... You- um in in uh, when Adam Smith was writing, he wrote about these common pastures that they would have in England. Now nobody owned that land, and everybody grazed their sheep there. Mm-hmm. So each person tried to outdo the, each other the to the in bottom. how many sheep they would graze there, because they got the benefit. Uh, and but everybody bore the cost. That's, that's and if the race in the bottom. Everyone them, acting
1: in their own selfish self interest. Well,
0: if they were acting in their own self interest, what condition. they what they would do is is what ended up happening in, in America. What uh, the first people to come to America were very religious and they tried to establish communism here at first. So they had a big plot of land, everybody worked together. But the problem is nobody wanted to. Nobody wanted to work hard because they didn't get any more if they worked. I just want to
1: say, ironically, the first people to come to America. Were the Native Americans, and mm-hmm. the Native Americans did have communal societies. So you're actually, uh, and right. they were
0: still in the Stone Age when we arrived. They didn't have bronze yet. And uh, my point so, is, some yes. of them. Well, hold
4: on, <laughs> hold on, and hold on. Actually, gave, I gotta got mm. a challenge, them. I got to challenge that one for sure. So the ones on the coast, where food was plentiful, uh, was plentiful, and the weather was nice all the time. They operated like that. Now, you move anywhere else in the country, not so much. They had war tribes all through, especially, like, once you get far from, like, easy food and good weather.
3: All right, let's give, uh, Major, uh, last last uh, words here, Major.
4: Yeah, you're talking about the uh, hierarchy
6: of the Indians, the the uh, Delaware and uh, the Mohawks. Mm-hmm. And they were the hierarchy. And there was kingdoms and chiefdoms that existed all along the coast. And uh, the Indians that existed here in Michigan, the Chippewa, they were short-seeing short, short seeing even. There's a lot of eye problems. Mm-hmm. Um, Make a point. They were considered squaws. Among the natives. Wait. So, which
3: of these
1: Indians had a communal ownership? Like they didn't believe in owning land and
3: all this stuff.
6: I believe all of them, but they would defend the territory that they thought that it was because
3: theirs. Because you're making I, mo- noise. I really Stop it.
6: Do not understand the whole precept behind it. I can't answer that question.
1: No, but that's. I think that's the thing. Is that they made societies where they didn't own the land. Uh, they shared a lot of the hunter uh, the game in common uh, with the tribe, and they lived in uh, balance with
3: nature. Uh, it's the, the Plains Indians. Hey, Major, 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 thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate you. Uh, 603-283-6160, you're referring to the Plains Indians, I believe, uh, who were the ones who believed that uh, no man owned the land. Right, None that, that, of them
1: that, did. When when we bought the island of Manahata, Manhattan, Manhattan was you know, that earth was god. They, we bought believed. it from the wrong tribe even. But they didn't believe. they got some trinkets they're like yeah you could mm. have this land whatever.
0: There were um there were tribes that farmed though. And if you farm then you're going to value the land because you've put work into that land. Right.
3: That's what I'm getting at is uh, even with the Plains Indians who believed that no man owned land, they still owned possessions, right? Their bow and arrow that they fashioned, you know, was their labor mixed with nature. And thus, you know, if Mm. I made some fancy bow, that was my bow. And if you took it from me, you took my property. That's
1: where I, as a left libertarian, uh, I can clearly uh, explain What I support, I support private property on a small scale. Mm -hmm. I own my bow, I own my computer, and even my house. But at some point, if I own 10,000 houses, Mm -hmm. okay, I am saying I'm taking advantage of a system with banks and with the government and men with guns Mm -hmm. to evict people that do not threaten me. So Mostly with
0: the government, because basically the government will go to any lengths- to defend your property, if you're rich, okay? That's my They point. will steal an infinite amount of money from me, who has nothing, so that they can defend somebody's and property from me. Yes. And and, and, exactly. the, and the the other thing is the whole concept of, of private property was based on John Locke's Second Treatise of Government, uh, when he talked about... Um, you know, a man can't complain uh, if he. Uh, the, if I'm at the river, the guy next to me can't complain about the amount I'm drinking, so long as he has water left to drink. So he said that there is no problem with. Um, With private property uh, and with homesteading, so long as 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 much and as good was left for others to do the same. And that was the case until government came along and made it not the case. Exactly. The lock in proviso. Yeah. That's the big... You could not, without, without an organized criminal gang like the government, okay, there would be no way that you could defend millions of acres. You could hire people, but some of them would defect and say, fuck you, we're just going to live on it. That's as a Um, left
1: libertarian, this is what I say. You can't own unlimited property unless you have this government monopoly that decides to grant it to you and enforce mm -hmm. your quote-unquote right to own that much land.
3: All right, hold your thoughts, guys. We have another caller. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this?
1: Does the fucking noise
7: in my head bother you?
3: Does the fucking noise in your head bother me? Uh, Hang on, just a minute, Peakless. Whatever you're doing to your computer makes a bunch of noise, so try to not move your computer. Uh, (laughs) Otherwise, I'm gonna have to mute you. Uh, Rob, go Uh, ahead.
7: Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Good. Good. Life is good. What's on your mind? So, I've been listening to you, Greg, and. And Ian and stuff like that, you know, talk about you know the Greg's ideas and stuff like that, and then and, and it it sort of makes a lot of sense. But then I and listen to Ian's side, and then Jay knew. You mean nobody? I you know get. Yeah,
0: Ian's I, not here. Ian's not here tonight. Nobody's here.
7: Right, but I mean, what I'm saying is, I understand sort of what they're talking about in terms of okay, because it sounds like what Greg wants is trying to do is sort of keep the structure of how things are going in this country and then sort of put new
1: people into it uh You know, that's what it sounds like. Is that what you're saying, Greg? Yeah, I'm basically saying that we don't have to have a revolution in this country. Nothing has to go violently. It's very simple. we need an evolution. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm saying we have- I don't think we need a revolution. I think we need a national divorce. How are we doing, like
1: this show, for example, we're using personal computers, Mm. we're using the permissionless internet Mm. and the web, and we're using our own personal websites and everything. The idea is that we have already very, very good personal printers and computers and blogs and everything. Technology empowers individuals, and we don't need to bitch and moan. We need to build, right? Who said Mm -hmm. it? Stop arguing and build, right? right? I visited some of these startup cities. And let me tell you, I like people who put their money where their mouth is and build. So for the last 10 years I've been building, and not to toot my own horn, but I think without tools, people can't self-organize. Without tools to communicate, they're going Mm -hmm. to use Twitter. They're going to use Facebook. And then they're going to complain. Twitter doesn't have an edit button. Twitter, can I please have an edit button? It's like, bitch, you know, thanks for uh, this show. I can save it. Hey, bitch, get an open source Twitter. Mastodon, you could put whatever button you want on it. You Mm -hmm. know, it's yours. Okay, so I I would like to add to
7: that, Greg, if I can. Sure. And that is just that you're right about, you know, the computer and, and technology and stuff, but I mean, and that's, you know, still just over 40 years old, really. I mean, I remember the first computer yeah. that I saw came out. I mean, there was no internet. You loaded the computer with it.
3: <laughs> I remember, Rob, yeah. you, you and I are about the same age. I remember the first thing that I remember being referred to as a computer was the the very old a Wonder Woman television series in 1970 whatever mm. year that was and it took up an entire That's room have an old big beard mm. Okay, go yeah, on. it so, took up an entire room and that was we have to consult the computer and they would take a little card and insert and they'd wait for a while and then eventually the computer would spit up some results GPT. Yeah. <laughs> so anyone? like yeah computers have come a long way in a short period of time
7: exactly I mean I remember the first thing I played was pong on it was very popular but i mean it has long since you know gotten a hundred you know percent better but with i mean even in this day and age it's so difficult to keep up with technology now with that being said okay even today why are people why does why does it seem that people are 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 kind of stupid or or
4: I mean, even be because you know I mean? they that get educated
0: sense. by the government who doesn't care.
4: No, no, it cares. It wants them stupid. It needs mm. them a certain amount of stupid. Yeah, they want them smart Carlin enough said. to do
0: their jobs, but not smart enough to, to fight back.
4: Right.
3: That's right. I want to come back to uh, something that Greg was mentioning. Uh, my favorite quote about building is from Buckminster Fuller. And the quote is, you never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. Boom! And, right, and, you, and the you, best example—the to... best example I can think of this—is Bitcoin.
4: Yes. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, like, from the I would say down, cryptocurrency, not,
1: bottom, not necessarily Bitcoin. Down. Well, soon it might be Intercoin, but Bitcoin okay. has Bitcoin changed a Bitcoin and
4: associated mm. technologies. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. The internet put information on uh, online decentralized and in a web, right? Yep. So then very quickly, uh, entertainment got put in that same kind of a web. Right. And now, for the first time, value is being decentralized yes. and put on the web.
3: All right, let's give uh, Rob a chance. He had some thoughts. Rob, go ahead.
7: Yeah, uh, I mean, it has to start from the bottom and work its way up, not from the top all the way down, because that never worked.
1: Yeah, it's got to be from the bottom. I think you've hit upon the nail. All libertarians, whether they're left, right, whatever, believe that people are the focal point. And should be. And should be. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to to. make a movement that's by the people and not just for the people, as I like to say, Mm -hmm. because Twitter's for the people, but it's run by the elites, Mm -hmm. right? Facebook is for the people. I want to have something by the people, but the only way to have something by the people is if all the people have the tools, like a computer, like a printer, and yes, like what I build, right, an engine to allow them to Mm. self-organize. If that happens, then they can organize themselves in various ways mm -hmm. and will figure out the best ways with the market rather than having one way, and
0: that's the government. The, The problem is you can't wait for all of the people to to have the tools because coming back to Carlin again, think of how stupid the average person is, and then remember that a full half of them are stupider than that. Yeah. Okay? And and so the and and the easier it gets to society, the stupider mankind will or the the easier it becomes to survive because we've established a uh a a society then the stupider people will get because it's all a question of how much stupidity will darwin allows before he steps in and kills a motherfucker obviously darwin doesn't do it but in this case i
1: I go my own way i think for for myself here Uh i think that people aren't all that stupid i mean uh taking away the, the mentally handicapped people and so on I Mm. think that what makes them stupid Mm. is the top-down platforms like TikTok and everything that specifically sends them into a stupor of watching these memes and becoming stupid. And also, the music that they play, let's say, that makes them you know, some of the music, like for example, there was punk rock and gangster rap and drill music, which even could be violent. But what I'm trying to say is this, if you give them tools that are positive, there's an article... Mm. Uh, in the New York Times from 2011, which really inspired me, they had a class where all the kids, uh, had 90% of the kids did well in math. And most people say, "I, you know, math is not that great. I can't do much in math.
0: You know, it's like saying- I thought math was white supremacy. But this this you know approach of,
1: of breaking down each problem into a micro problem and catching as soon as a person failed and doing re- remediation that same day- All the kids passed and they started doing calculus by like seventh or eighth grade this way. So Mm -hmm. I think I always don't blame the individual. I blame the system. In the Ukraine war, for example, I don't blame anyone in the civilians, right? And the people, the people are victims in all this. It's their governments and their media that is conscripting them and telling them that the other people are evil. Same thing with this. I blame Mm -hmm. always the system, that produces the metric tons of plastic that, you know, puts all the high fructose corn syrup and everything, but then blames you for being obese and saying you could go to the
0: gym. Well, the high fructose corn syrup is actually because uh, the U.S. tariffs sugar. So it costs three times... What in, in the United States, it costs three times as much to buy actual cane sugar, and so people use the high fructose corn syrup as well. Yeah, it's compli- the government's complicit in mm. a lot of these things,
1: and the corporations are taking an advantage. And They're, ex- they're not
4: complicit. They're causing it. And they're causing yeah. it.
0: Yeah. I, and the existence of corporations is also caused by government. So I don't think people Because are the stupid. government is the mother of all corporations. Without a government, you can't form a corporation. You can't, without a monopoly court system, right. you can't create the legal fiction that there's this that is other a person right. over here that doesn't really exist. And so if he does a lot of damage, kill the kill Kill the guy who's not real. But the, my point, my <laughs> point is,
1: practically speaking, okay. What we can do is continue to build technology like blockchain. But again, mm-hmm. blockchain and smart contracts can do so much. They can power elections. They can have uh, voting yeah. and contests. They can have your own currency. We could have our own currency, right? Mm-hmm. And stop bitching. But here's the thing: is that the profit motive co-opted a lot of these projects where they raised all this money with ICOs and did fuck all with it. Nothing, okay? I know some of the people that raised the $4 billion ICO, the biggest one, EOS and Block One, okay? What did they do with it? So, like, most of these ICO projects did nothing, whereas they could have... Built it for the people. So we raised like less than a million dollars and we built a lot for the people and we're giving it to the people. I'm a big fan of these open uh, gift economies like open source, Mm -hmm. science, Wikipedia, where people race to give away the discovery, to publish it for everyone Mm -hmm. to use freely because that's the only way that we can have. Look, all these wars about what to label. Google Maps had to label Palestine versus Israel like a certain area of the map, right? Right. Mm-hmm. like here's the thing open street map you download the tiles and you label it however you want for your community problem mm-hmm. solved
0: right and if people disagree there will be two sets of tiles out there you can use i mean the yep. problem is like i've been working on on open source software full time for the last uh two years um i'm i'm and and i managed to to survive it because i was uh, selling Bitcoin for a while, so I had some income coming in. Now I've got nothing, so I live in a shithole, um, and I don't see how I'm ever going to make any money off it. It's just important to me that it be done. So so the reality is you're fucking yourself
1: when you do that. Nobody, you are a great example, right? You want to do good for the world, you want to work on open-source software, but there's not a model to... To, uh, that you have right now to make money and survive with that. The thing is, first of all, a lot of these industries, like the movie industry, the music mm-hmm. industry, use but, the but government. No
0: matter how much money the government steals, none of it will go to me. Because A, I'm not going to go ask them for it. B, even if I did, I wouldn't get it because I don't know how to play their fucking game. You don't have okay? to. Okay, I don't know how to suck up. I'll tell you to, you don't to, need the to government. Tyrants. So I will
1: tell you, you, you don't know. need the government because cryptocurrency now allows you the open source developer to make a ton of money. Look mm-hmm. at Vitalik Buterin. Well, Vitalik Buterin made a ton of money by selling Ethereum. And what is so- it- what is Ethereum? It is the gas, right, mm-hmm. to pay well, for these Well, there's ten
0: thousand cryptocurrencies out there. I don't know how many we more we need, but just as way more we need way more because um, I don't know that developing a, a crypto. Uh, I mean, a lot of some people get rich developing cryptocurrencies. A lot of people get poor
3: developing cryptocurrencies.
1: So I, I'm going to say one thing, and then uh, yeah, just we, real quick, I
3: just want to give the caller yeah. a chance. Oh, please, yeah. Just oh, one. We,
1: have, we have
0: a caller.
3: We've. I'm going to say
1: this important point to you, nobody. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of these cryptocurrencies are just, they have no utility. They're just memes. They're just, you know, we call them shit coins. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, one uh, picture of a dog, and then you tell people Doge. it's going to the moon. Okay. And here's the thing oh. about dogs on the moon. They can't breathe there. But there's another point is that I'm not talking about a coin, which has nothing, no utility. And it's just a, uh, the last person is going to be holding the bag okay right at the top i'm you've talking gotta, about
4: you've got to focus on a utility vitalik buterin got rich in part because his coin had some utility that no one else was offering and i think that charities are the ideal place for the utility of uh, of other blockchains
1: Charity is exactly, it's one of a, one of the use cases, but nobody, to your point, if you release the utility token for your open source software and mm-hmm. your open source software was running on 10,000 computers because it became popular, then in order for those 10,000 computers to do something, let's say secure the network or to do something, store files like with Filecoin, mm-hmm. you could sell that utility token. But that system that we have now is more moral than the previous system of selling shares. You see when Facebook sold shares, right? The shareholders demanded that Facebook extract rents forever. So they have to run advertisements, they have to make sure you're glued to your screen. They call it engagement
0: and right. eyeballs,
1: right? Well, forever.
0: There there's a reason for that though. I mean, the thing that I realized, I I actually read The Wealth of the Wealth of Nations because I'd been mm-hmm. arguing with a lot of libertarians um and i wasn't one yet um and and they kept quoting the wealth of nations at me so i said okay i'm gonna read this motherfucker and debunk it what i realized is what a free market does is it turns the entire world into a giant neural net so each Yes. Each mm-hmm. node mm-hmm. is putting out these numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're they're making decisions. And based on whether those decisions are good or bad, based on not what their their neighbors think they should want, but what they really want, what they're willing to pay on. To pay then if, if you make good decisions, you you have money come come in and your weight increases. I, Whereas if you make bad decisions, you don't have money and and your weight decreases so that's
3: exactly how a neural network
0: works all right hold
3: that Rob I'm sure you have some thoughts go ahead
7: yeah I'm 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 not against cryptocurrency or anything but I I prefer uh, for myself goldbacks and silverbacks and stuff like that and then the barter system mm-hmm. works pretty well and you know
0: well, but, uh the thing is eventually those two I believe are going to merge. Because there's a thing in currency called seniorage, Mm. and seniorage Mm -hmm. is the difference between the cost of of making your currency and the value of that currency. Now, Bitcoin is almost 100% seniorage because there is no underlying material to it. But they had something unique when they first came around.
1: You need energy to mine it. Hang on, guys.
0: Um, Hang on. You, you do need energy. Nobody, hang on. Peekless.
4: Yeah, that's bullshit. What, as he was pointing out, you need energy to mine it. That is the actual resource that it consumes in order to create it, unlike a proof of stake Coin, like Ethereum, which you only need energy for if you're stealing. Uh,
0: but the energy is consumed in the process of making it, so it's not like if you need some energy, you can just put some Bitcoin in. Right, your doesn't go the other way, which is an important point. Work. When uh, money is backed not by the something, same as, as, as you a can't redeem Bitcoin commodity. back for the energy, right? But but the thing yeah. is, when when cryptocurrency was brand new, okay, it made sense. To have one that was more or less pure seniorage. But as time goes on and, and people uh, and cryptocurrencies compete, I think what we're going to see is a lot of uh, cryptocurrencies that do have some kind of decentralized backing to them. Um, oh, and gonna, I've been yeah, figuring out how that can be done.
4: If you're competing for a monetary premium and you have something that can be used in another product, then sooner or later your use in other products is going to interfere with your job as money. Like if hologram projectors take a bunch of gold, then that's going to fuck with how much gold is is worth. If we find something that we used to use gold for, and here's this other way, so gold's mm kind of useless, that's going to crash the currency for no good reason.
0: Well, for an absolutely good reason, because if gold is useful, then gold is actually more valuable. If gold well, is not, what, is, get, is less useful. I can useful, get
4: energy from Bitcoin. Huh? You give me Bitcoin, I promise you, I can get you energy.
0: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure I can. I'm sure I can too. But right. it's not the same as a. Uh, it's not the same as a commodity currency, and eventually the two were going to merge. I think, for you guys example, are both, uh, imagine a yeah. gold-backed backed currency, where if you buy something that costs two dollars with your four dollar. Uh, Gold back, you get back half a gold back in change, and you get that in the form of of cryptocurrency. And you can later, once you've done that a few times, you can then trade that for physical gold backs.
4: Um, right, okay. you've gone over that. Now, yeah. the only reason that gold is valuable in the first place is because of the energy that it takes to dig it up out of the ground and refine it. One moment. Uh, it would
0: take a lot of energy to dig shit out of the ground and refine it too, but nobody would want it if you did. So, well, that, so being, being hard to get doesn't doesn't make you valuable.
1: Can can I can I uh, give a third way? Because I think uh, you're wait, right, and uh, you're right. Yes, yeah, hang go on. ahead, Rob. Rob, sorry.
3: I just want to hear you laugh again.
4: How dare
1: you help us, uh, uh, agree. I'm, and I was still trying to catch my breath here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, we'll let we'll let Greg speak. All
1: right, guys. Uh, what makes gold valuable is its utility. Okay, just like anything else. No. Hold on. Let me just utility let me just, just say. Uh, okay there's uh some of the economists in the 19th century like uh, david ricardo Karl marx and others said there's a use value and then there's a market value speculative value
4: yeah let's listen to them
1: a use value is when you live in a house a market value is on top of that how much there's a bubble right how much there's a housing bubble and you could flip the house and there's a lot of that in the 2006. here's the thing gold has intrinsic use value you can melt it down no
4: no value is intrinsic it is a physical impossibility you can't pull the value out of something you create that
1: okay give me like uh 60 seconds okay i just want to i want to lay out the case gold as an element is the least corrosive metal it didn't oxidize it wasn't really reactive okay um and it was very malleable so the kings liked it what gives value actually this is what we found is community. I'll explain, but first let's look at gold. the The whales of the gold ecosystem were the royalty. If the royalty didn't want to buy metric tons of gold and a lot of gold to put on their stuff, it wouldn't be worth as much. And we could see that because for Taíno uh, Native Americans, when Columbus came there, it didn't value gold. It was just lying around. Columbus was the one who enslaved them and got them to dig up all the gold for him.
0: Okay. So the yeah. thing is, before like before that, they were just cutting their hearts out for fun. <laughs> no, no, they were actually very
1: peaceful. Uh, the Taíno, the Aztec, uh, no Taíno in uh, mm. the island. Don't let that him he get named, you
3: sidetracked. Get back to gold.
1: He named Hispaniola after his, <laughs> Spain, so those guys welcomed him, and he enslaved them, or rather, the, mm-hmm. the next uh, governors after Columbus. The Knights mm-hmm. of Columbus say it wasn't him; it was the the other governors after him. Well, great, but anyway, the point is they didn't value gold. Okay, they had gold, they didn't value it. The reason the gold was valued is because the royalty took a liking to gold because Mm -hmm. gold had properties that, like I said, it also happened to be antibacterial, but they didn't know that. So mostly they did it because, so here's my point. If a bunch of whales value Bitcoin and they want to hoard it and they want to corner the market with it, Bitcoin will be valuable. But the same thing could be true of Ethereum Classic or anything Mm -hmm. else. And my point- Okay,
4: hold on. on. Let's go back to, uh, you said something that was absolutely correct in that. The value of it is in the community. Because here's the thing, value is an exponential effect. I value this, You, if you also value that, then that means we have value squared. Now, if that guy over there also values this, we have value cubed. And it just goes up and up what you can do with the thing that gets value. Agreed.
1: I mean, at the Ooh. end of the day, what I didn't say is that these royalty only had value and were whales because their community believed them to be that. Either because they believed they were related to gods, or because they elected them. But regardless, the community is the one that made them whales, and then whatever they selected—in this case, gold—became
4: the thing that was valuable to is everybody. Is
3: there an example well, other than gold where this happened?
4: Have value because they believe that the ones managing them are competent.
3: Uh, is there a, 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 an example other than gold where that has happened? Silver.
1: Or any other precious metal,
3: Diamonds. Uh,
1: Shells. uh, You know, I say shelling out. That's because we used shells. Rice in uh, Japan Mm -hmm. was
3: used uh, to pay samurai.
0: Yeah,
3: the
1: shogun had a lot of rice that he used to pay samurai in. Sure. Yeah.
3: Uh, Rob, go
7: ahead. Yeah, I was saying uh, copper, lead. Those got value, not a whole lot, but they do.
0: Well, they may well have a lot more value sometime soon because oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, the, the, the time may well come when steel, brass, and lead are the most valuable right. metals my, out there, but only if they're formed into
3: particular shapes. My favorite common <laughs> metal tale is, of course, that of the shot, and this is uh, a round of ammunition. Mm-hmm. One shot used to be what you would exchange for one shot of whiskey, and that's why it's mm-hmm. called a shot. Because that was currency, right? Yeah. Can I get a shot of whiskey? Yes. Here you go. Hands him a bullet. And then boom. You know, um, for those who know Ethereum, for those who know
1: Polygon Matic and Binance Smart Chain, these are the second and third largest uh, blockchains. Uh, For Ethereum, so Ethereum has high transaction fees, okay? You pay Mm -hmm. the miners to secure your transactions. In Polygon, uh, the fees are tiny, like, you know, a hundredth of a cent to do something. So here's my point. Where do you think the value of the Matic token comes from? It's not in its use as a gas, because, uh, like I said, with ten bucks you could do a year's worth of transactions. Okay, right. as a prolific. The value,
4: com- the value comes from the same place as any value: the individuals. And in this case, since it's actually really valuable, it's a community of individuals who value it. Now that means that they're willing to do stuff for it. That's what. The, that's the expression. That's the proof that there is value.
1: Exactly. And so, well, I just wanted to say one other tangible thing that it's used for, and that is the liquidity pools in the decentralized exchanges like uh, QuickSwap on Polygon or Uniswap mm. on Ethereum. They, these pools are just a bunch of like Ethereum sitting there, OK, to smooth out the curve the price curve that's actually yeah. the biggest use mm-hmm. of it in terms of like locking
0: it up okay that's actually something that that i want wanted to develop i had a theory that if you took uh if you took like uh usdt and bitcoin and you put it wait uh, wait
3: is this nobody's bit or nobody's uh, coin of the week i call it nobody's uh, business yeah it, nobody's could, business? it could
0: well be nice. nobody's business coin but, term. but huh. basically huh. so so what you do is each day you look at the market value of these things and whichever one is that you have is worth more you sell half of the surplus and um for for the other one so at the end of your day you render your two bags
1: nobody that's exactly what happens on vexes so decentralized exchanges they do arbitrage and if they feel that the value of this coin is worth more than that coin they go and yeah. swap it on those exchanges that's what yeah. happens every
0: day but, yeah. it, well, but my point basically, is basically it would it would be like a ballast but what you're saying the, is correct. Uh,
1: so these exchanges mm-hmm. uh, help to create liquidity between them. And a bunch of the Ethereum and the Polygon and the Binance Smart Chain, and I call them the, my casino chip. Okay. So all these coins have no value. You mm-hmm. just bet on them as a meme. But my point is that um, they sit there in the liquidity pools. That is where hey, most right. of it is locked up. And that is a big use case for these cryptocurrencies. Uh-huh. All right, you're uh-huh. right. Most of them is community based. And if the community believes in a specific thing, mm-hmm. they're going to put all of their, uh, say, effort in that thing.
0: Yeah. The only question I, is, does it have as, as energy? You find, you find a community that you think is going to be yeah. productive, and you put energy into that community, and that gives them liquid energy to hold, work with. Hold
3: that thought. Rob, go ahead.
7: Yeah. Hey, uh, so I wanted to ask Greg. Uh, Are you familiar with uh, Smart Finance?
3: Sure.
1: You probably mean DeFi, decentralized finance. Yeah. Are you familiar with that group at all? No. Oh, a group? No. I'm familiar with the industry, DeFi.
7: Right. I mean, it's this new cryptocurrency thing that came Mm -hmm. out. It's called Smart Finance. Oh. If you ask uh, Ian, he's got the link to it. Hmm. wasn't sure if you were familiar with it or not
3: i wasn't uh, is it a new coin or
7: well it, it's it's a a new group that came out like with like within over like a year or so ago, and I've been following them for about a for about a year you know and they do the tokens and shit like that you've
3: been following', them, but you don't know what it is okay hmm um well, so is it, it an exchange? Change, While we're maybe? looking at that, I want to say to Peerless Mountaineer,
1: uh, Peakless. Peakless. I I apologize. He does peer, but he doesn't peak. Peakless. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that uh, you're absolutely right that the community is what brings value to a token. I just think that there is lasting value if the token has real utility, and there can be uh, temporary fads, which we've seen mm. over and over with the tulip mania all the way now to
0: well
4: you know
0: it depends well, so on the, the quality thing. of the money community
4: is a you it is a utility now <laughs> i don't think that this is going to suck up all of the value maybe 80 percent when we get down the road and figure out which one we actually like as a people on the earth but there's going to be a, so money is the primary utility now there's also other utilities that since it's going to be cheap as fuck as long as we have a distributed blockchain people are working on to get other blockchains that are like that worked on real cheap from time to time then we'll have all these other utilities such as not a universal basic income a specifically targeted income because when i'm doing well fuck you don't help me up i'm doing well i don't like that when i'm not doing well help me up man i'm not doing well right so you need you need someone to get paid to figure out who is doing well and who is not doing well, and and that's what the utility of having something that has a monetary feature, but its primary utility isn't money itself. Would
3: All right, it? I'm going to cut you off right there, uh, Robby. Uh, well, by the way, Rob, I'm not we're going gonna...
7: to do well right now. I got to empty out my bladder.
3: All right, we're going to take a break here <laughs> anyway. It's time for halftime here at Beard Talk Live. The telephone number when we come back in 10 minutes is 603-283-6160. Until then, I am just going to go ahead and play you all some music. This is a band called Sleep Terror. We'll be back in 10 minutes.
6: trying to get back what's been took from you, more is going out the door.
3: After a while, you just have to try to get a tourniquet on it. Back to beard man. Bringing it back to beard. For
1: now, I, I wasn't able to, but you free to have
3: okay. the beards. The beards are coming back. The mics are live. You guys, put your headphones on. Check this out. Mics are live. Put your headphones on. I won't
4: do, I won't do what you tell me. All
3: right. Uh, except for you, Peakless. I'm live too. You are you do just fine. Uh, the thing that we talked about with your device is is great. Thank you. Uh, we were getting some bizarre noises. Uh, the music you were listening to, huh? Never. The miss the the music you folks during break were listening to is uh, uh, an act out of Seattle, Washington called Sleep Terror. Uh, they're insanely talented musicians, and uh, I hope you enjoyed that.
0: Can't sleep. Clowns will eat me.
3: <laughs> anyway, we're back. It's uh, part two of episode thirty of Beard Talk Live the telephone number six zero three two eight three six one six zero 603 283 uh joining cool. us remotely it's
4: Nicholas it Mountaineer
3: and in the studio we have myself the Reverend Captain Kickass Greg with a beard from New York and nobody uh Greg I wanted to ask because Beard Talk Live uh, you've been on Free Talk Live a number of times and and you always great uh, Beard Talk Live has a bit of a different format. First of all, we're uncensored because we're on the internet only. Fuck yeah! And second of all, uh, you may have noticed uh, we only take one break, and it's not a commercial break; it's just a break in and in, in the halftime of the show. So we get to like talk a long time about different things. How does that feel to you? Fucking awesome! all right
1: Sweet.
4: Yeah, I like it.
1: What do you think, nobody?
3: Yeah, nobody. Nobody's got his like mouth on it. Go ahead, Pickles.
4: I wanted to. I wanted to. Uh, at the beginning and last segment, you uh, were talking about the paucity of uh, left libertarian comedians, and uh, Bill Hicks, man. Bill Hicks was definitely libertarian and definitely left.
3: Uh, so I don't. I
1: I was going to say not just I, comedians. I, I representation in general like we've got milton friedman we've got his son david friedman uh we've got uh, uh mises and say
3: and hayek and everybody but uh, how when it are comes to- i i need a definition of left libertarian like i think i have an idea in my mind of libertarian i I think I have an idea of anarchism, what that means. Yeah, Uh, I don't, like, maybe if you could give me a definition of left libertarianism versus a definition of right libertarianism, I might have a better idea of what you mean. Sure, I'd love to. Uh, before I
1: do, can I illustrate with a specific issue, oh. and then we—I'll give you the definition. I don't that know. I can have. you? Uh, sure. The <laughs> issue is what nobody said, and uh, what Piklis I think, you were saying before too, which is that a person should not be allowed to simply own uh, unlimited amounts of things. And my—I don't mean allowed as in like someone is uh, forcing them to not own it. Mm. I mean the other way. I will dec- would like the courts to decline to use violence, to enforce unlimited amounts.
4: So we're yes, li- ownership must be limited, especially by your labor.
1: Exactly. So, like, let's say that uh, John Locke, the proviso, said, right, that uh, you can only own as much. How, how did you say it?
0: As much- um, That homesteading was fine so long as there was as much and as good available for others to homestead. So when it, what became a problem is the government came in claimed all of the unowned land for itself so they could make the property owner fr- owning friends rich. So John Locke um,
1: yeah he was talking about how some farmers would let the crops rot in the field and mm-hmm. he said they were abusing like basically he felt like god was giving them a right to own something in his view god was the authority on who owned what and he Mm -hmm. said well if that's too much if you can't even like make the field uh grow crops and you're just letting them rot in the field let someone Mm -hmm. else uh have that plot and uh and and do something so uh i would say Which
4: which if they can say hey I can use that field way better than you are. I will give you this much money to let me use that. It's way more than your value for that land. Let me use it. And that's and that's the thing. So like God or uh, nature or nature's God is, I think, a really useful phrase when talking about ownership. Like uh, you can come at it from either direction. And either way, when you mix your labor with nature, you create the first property. And from there, you trade honestly, and then you have a right to things. And when you don't Mm -hmm. do that, you have no right to them.
1: So to me, uh, before I give a definition of uh, left uh, libertarians versus right, I would like to say that uh, many people, including myself, believe that uh, laws are man-made, okay? So like in uh, the jungle, there are no laws, The you know, the... uh, The lion will not care. That's not true, though. If you
3: drink, you get drunk. That's a law. There there are laws in the nature. Human, yes, natural laws.
1: Right. I'm saying like a law, like for example, you know, take property law. Yeah. Right. It's complex. You've got easements. You've got air rights. You've got adverse possession. You've got all these things.
3: Mineral humans, rights, all that stuff. Right.
1: right? They, humans come up with ways to self-organize society, and then they publish these ways, and we call that, you know, promulgating the laws. And then we have these like groups, like Congress or lawmakers. Right. Mm. To me, that's a human activity. Now, the Bible, notwithstanding. Okay. There, people may say, "I got this law divinely." Okay, inspired. But what I'm simply saying is if laws are a human construct, let's say, um, therefore, who enforces them? Human organizations do. Right. And so to me, what we have is
4: humans started this. You you said uh, that that nature has no law. And I think the important uh, detail there is that there is a huge difference between when you're in civilization and you're out of civilization. Okay. So if we're in civilization, I don't get to just take your kidney. Okay, if we're let, out of civilization, then watch your kidneys, bro.
3: Let's let's let Greg finish.
1: Yeah, so that's the point. Civilization, right, is about getting everyone a minimum degree of everything, minimum degree of safety. So we have like law enforcement, and then we say, "Well, you can't just take people's kidneys. There's going to be consequences. I don't We're know, going to hunt
3: you down." So and, I disagree uh, with the phrasing "giving," uh, making it available. Yes, giving guarantee. Uh, yeah. So
1: so people get together, and typically the thing that they come up with is like, "Let's guarantee minimum X Y Z for ourselves. Everyone gets a minimum access to water. Everyone gets a minimum access to safety, uh, fire insurance, or whatever." Okay. Uh, we tried guaranteeing that with a free market, uh, and, and now I'll oh, get to fuck my, we did. I'll, when? I'll, I'll, okay. So if you look at the, the movie gangs of New York mm. in my city, New York city, there was a free market of firefighters. Mm. Literally there were fire brigades like the Bowery boys. Okay. And they would actually, there was a market failure in that they would sabotage each other. Right. Um,
4: there was a market failure in the court. Because there was no market for courts, they could get away with and be subsidized by the government for, like, lighting people's fucking houses on fire. Yeah,
1: but I'm saying even without the government, they had mm-hmm. an incentive. And we could see this also uh, in the Roman Empire where this guy got really rich yeah. uh, by putting out fires. But who knows who started the fires? Right. You know, I'm saying even without the government uh it's likely that uh there's an incentive to interfere with uh the best outcome for everybody right
4: yeah and there's a different incentive and these both change there's a different incentive to follow that now if you don't put your foot on the hose as far as the incentives of remaining in civilization then people tend to remain in civilization just because it makes them more alive and more strong now if you put if you choke off that mechanism, then the incentive to do wrong is greater than the incentive to do right.
1: Yeah, I'm against a lot of these uh, lopsided incentives, which is why everything I advocate is universal. Universal basic income, universal health insurance. Now, how we get that doesn't need government. The societies, if we have the tools, like with Intercoin, can redistribute voluntarily can adopt a currency that simply has it built in that every time you make a purchase, this much goes to you know, universal this or that, okay? And there's a lot of purchases, they add up. Instead yeah. of going to the credit card companies, the 3%, and enriching their shareholders, I'd rather it go to the community itself. Am I free to not pay that 3% if I can't afford it? Are you free to not use Visa and MasterCard? Of course. Yes. Yeah, that's the point. It's supposed to be built into your monetary system But it's just one of many monetary Mm. systems. And if my monetary system, the one I designed rather, because it's not mine, I don't own it. But if uh, it becomes better than the other ones Mm. and uh, more reliable, then yeah, you'll probably still pay 3%, but it will go to your homeless or go to actually helping the people voluntarily. You could also just opt out of it and be like, screw the homeless. I'll just write a check on a bank. Bank's not gonna pay the homeless. It has no program for that. Well, like
3: like one of the things that I fight against in my my regular daily life is this sort of, uh, particularly with bill paying. This this automatic. Would you like to sign up for automatic? Right where it just siphons it right out of your fucking bank account, and you do you hardly even notice. And when they fuck up, you don't notice. Right until you you know look into it. You are like, hey, wait, that's supposed to be right. I, I'm a I don't know if I'd call myself a control freak, but I'm an old school guy where I want the control over when I pay my bills. So if I need a couple extra days to pay my electric bill because I need to get paid, I have that. It's not automatically coming out of my account, you know, overdrawing my account, sure. that kind of thing. So I struggle with that kind of thing. So I would like to apply that to uh, this charity kind of thing, right? So if I'm going to give to a charity, I want to do it. When it's convenient for me, mm-hmm. I don't want to be obligated to give, say, 3% well, this on every is the transaction that, that I, mean, I do. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I want to give once a year to a charity of my that kind of a thing. So how does that play out voluntarily if there's a 3%, I don't know what to call it other than tax, Yeah, on, well, uh, on using the Intercoin system?
1: I think charities, and this is where a left libertarian, like a left libertarian is is basically something like um, a per, okay, so I'll, I'll tell you what a left libertarian is. Okay. A left libertarian criticizes governments, but also c- criticizes all concentrations of power, including okay. corporations. Okay. Okay. And is not necessarily married to the idea that capitalism and privately owning unlimited things is the only way to organize society if they find that a gift economy like open source is Hmm. better then i'll go in and say it and i found that if you're free
0: though that's still capitalism because you're making the choice well you can call it capitalism but there's no capital that
1: you accumulate so you could call it capitalism but there
4: absolutely is capital means that you're making the ability to do things and if you set up a nice system where people are getting fed then you have more ability to do things and here's the thing like okay so you're charging three percent to be a member of your system that's cool now i'm gonna look at what you do and if that's worth three percent then i'll keep hanging out with you and using your stuff now if someone over here says you know what i can do two and a half percent get more done than he is i can look at him and go you know what he's getting more done than you that's fine. That's literally that's a charity.
1: You're describing liberty, and I am for yeah, liberty. A As a left libertarian, yeah. I'm for liberty. But the liberty that I'm for may not involve accumulation of capital at all. So that person mm-hmm. donating uh, their time to edit a Wikipedia article it literally gets nothing for it. Not even their name oh, yeah. is, uh, is uh, promoted. Similarly, a person who fixes a bug in Linux... And guess what? They're actually trying to f- they're fighting to get their thing published. Mm-hmm. They're doing what's called peer review. So it's entirely the opposite. When when someone on Twitter, like Elon Musk tweets, like even before he owns the entire platform, he owned a lot of followers, okay? That's a form of social capital. Yes. And Twitter mm-hmm. is the means of distribution, okay? So it's it's almost like it's become like they talk about deplatforming people, like we feel bad for that. How did they get the platform in the first place? We don't talk about platforming them,
3: right? Right. Yeah. How
1: did Kanye West get his platform? How did you know? And I follow this, and yeah. I can tell you, the first person to get a million followers on Twitter was Ashton Kutcher. I remember this. He got. He was asking people to follow him. Yeah. He was the first to a million. But Ashton Kutcher is not a random guy. Ashton Kutcher was given a lot of social. Uh, clout by the movie industry and before that, the TV industry, that 70s show. He was picked, he was groomed, he was cast, and ultimately, he... Got capital from previous capital, right. and the people that built Hollywood, okay, they built it from scratch. Let's say, but the next generations of people let's got not. it. Inherently. No, no,
4: let's not, because he was closer to the money spigots. He was. I mean, there's no one closer to. Uh, I mean, just about no one closer to the money spigots than Hollywood. Come on, that's my they point. Propaganda.
1: No, 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 no. Wait, that's my point. I gave a, a small exception to the people that built Hollywood in the se- uh, in the early 20th century, mm. but what I'm saying is. Probably those guys had a lot of investors, too. My point is the investors with capital select the people who will get the next thing, and then they inherit the capital. So Ashton Kutcher inherited capital, money, and clout. Now, those are convertible. When you have a lot of followers, you could do what's called endorsements, and you can make money. If you have a lot of money, you could just buy a lot of followers. Did did he inherit it, though, or did he earn it? He didn't well earn it. He he was simply picked by the movie industry and the uh, whoever was the that, that '70s show well, casting. Well, there have okay, okay, been a
0: lot of actors in history. Very few of them have been as popular as he is. Um, and right, but and I'm and assuming there are reasons for that. But he didn't come assuming, from nothing
1: without any help. Is my point.
4: Right. Obviously, but he was given. more No one happened. does anything without any help. Right? Exactly. He, like a lot of leftists you don't know what capital is (laughs) so technology is capital so when you make wikipedia that you're at you're accumulating capital you're just not accumulating it to yourself, you're accumulating it to posterity, okay. which includes you. Now, uh, uh the Twitter followers, yeah, that's a kind of capital. Sows the clout, sows the money. These are all ways of getting things well, done. Well, we're
1: saying the same thing. But- I agree with all that, and I'm saying that if you accumulate it to yourself, then that private ownership of a lot of capital. And what I'm trying to say is a couple things. One, I can criticize. Uh, private large pools of private capital i can criticize elon musk for having this outsized influence i would replace elon musk with a wikipedia like peer review group that would fact check his tweets before they go out right Mm -hmm. and it would include people who disagree with elon musk in
0: there i I I don't want people voting on on whether i can speak or not it if i'm wrong that's fine i'll speak and be wrong and you're You're
1: entitled to that. And I'm saying you can speak to 10 people, 100 people, but if you're affecting millions of people and at some point you're wrong, In science, we would not let you do that. We would have peer review. No,
0: actually you would, because the whole point of science is you let people debate. And sometimes the people who are, everybody thinks they're wrong and they turn out to be right. But the scientific journal. Galileo. The scientific
1: journal would not publish your uh, article without at least some of your peers Checking it for yeah. Look what happened
4: to Galileo. The the peer review of the time was a lot more stringent. That's exactly what happened to Galileo.
1: Well, that was the government and the church, uh, top down deciding. They're
4: the same thing at that period of time. The government, the church, and the educational system were literally the same organization.
1: But I'm against all that. I'm simply saying, bottom up, the uh, Galileo should have called up some friends of his who were also scientists and typically disagreed with him and those people should have fact-checked his uh discoveries and, and made sure that he in fact uh replicated his experiments
4: that's all oh, i'm saying in the era before they trusted science to find out truth about reality
1: well i'm saying today right today my recommendation the only
4: scientists were, the only scientists were in the academy which was part of the church
1: Yes. And I listen, I agree that like for example, um Newton and Leibniz had a feud, okay? Who discovered calculus. And they were kind of enemies for a while. Mm. Newton had a lot of enemies. He was like, but he was also a government worker in the second part of his life. Okay. My point is this is that I'm not talking about government. When I say that I want people to form cooperatives, uh I mean without The force, right? There's no force online. Linus Torvalds is not forcing someone with a gun to their head to give a bug fix to Linux. Right. I am saying in the gift economies, like science, people have to fight to release their idea. And they actually have to prove that their idea is uh, bug free, so to speak. Wikipedia does this with the talk page. Mm. Open source does this with the peer review for bugs. And science does this with peer review. With Now, that's a mentality that's liberty-oriented. No mm. one has to contribute to Wikipedia. No one has to publish a scientific paper. And in fact, it's hard to give it away. That's what people compete to do. And there's no it's profit not motive. It's hard
4: to give it away. It's hard for people to value it. You can distribute it ever since Gutenberg but anyone picking it up is different matter.
1: That's right, and my my point is the mindset. The mindset of a scientist isn't I'm going to patent this and use the government to extract rents, right? That's the mindset of the movie industry and the music industry. They want to copyright it and then use the government to get that money. That's how nobody, you're not able to make any money from your software because you're not willing to use the government copyright to go after people, right?
4: The we mindset of a scientist is two things: what yeah. can I get published, and more importantly, what can I get a grant for?
1: Sure, and both of those, think those are voluntary. Come from, but
0: both are voluntary. Fauci. Bullshit. So, so you can those develop a plague.
1: <laughs> so uh, which? So the two things you mentioned are published, get something published. That's yeah. voluntary. Nobody has to publish your uh, paper. You don't
4: know much about the publishing business, do you? I guess not. You know about it? History. I mean, oh, man, has it has to. So controlled.
1: Wait, hmm? are you saying that the publishers have a mandate to publish anything written by scientist X, no matter what he writes?
4: No, I'm not saying that's the solution. I'm saying that it is not a free market; it is masquerading as one. But publishing is a highly controlled industry. Oh, it I would agree. Have to be.
1: Except uh, El Xavier. Okay, which is a for-profit company gatekeeps a lot of the things with copyright. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Pirate Bay, no, what what was this? This lady started uh, Sci-Hub, right? Just gives it away. And it's considered piracy. Here's the thing I'm trying to say is that the government is actually working with the corporations. They enforce intellectual property. Yeah. Many libertarians yeah. don't believe in intellectual property. I don't,
3: I, I don't either. Mm-hmm. And I'm a musician.
1: So I would call you left libertarians on that issue. You don't believe in private ownership of ideas. Mm-hmm.
4: I also well, don't no, believe no, in No, 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 no. You can't take nature and visibly move your labor into it, and now it's an idea. Look at it. It's cubic and semi-transparent. No, it's it's not property. You don't mix your labor with nature to get it.
1: Exactly. What you were given
4: is is this information, and then you took that information you were given, you put it together in this way, and you spit it out, and we see if anyone keeps giving it. <laughs> like, ne- never at that point is property created.
1: Well, property. So I, now I'm going to define everything, right? The my definitions, sure. and let me know if my. De- so I like my definition to be useful, mm-hmm. so I can manipulate them and use them, right? Because I'm a math, my math background. So property is a right. To exclude others from using a thing. For example, this is my muffin. It's mine. You can't eat it. You can't eat it. Because he I, ain't
0: seen nothing till you're down on the muffin. <laughs>
1: but I can eat yeah, it. <laughs> nobody. Thank you. <laughs> thank thank you, you, nobody, for, for, for interjecting the
3: comic relief. I appreciate you.
1: I have no idea where that's from, actually. It's a song Walk from this Walk This Way. Walk This
0: Way by Aerosmith. I'm, I'm sure it's copyrighted. And run DMC. Yeah. By
1: the way, it's probably copyrighted. It probably is. But look, guys. I can eat this muffin all I want. You can't. So that's my property, okay? Mm -hmm. So property, the root of it is that I get to exclude you from using you. You could be hungry. Mm -hmm. Now, if I own a house, you can't live in it. You can't make use of it. You can't take a leak, even if you want to, in my bathroom, okay? But Mm -hmm. if I own 10,000 houses, okay, now it comes to the question, who's going to enforce that? And you agree with me. That there's a limit to how much I personally can enforce. Like, I can kick you out of my house, but I can't be in 10,000 houses at once kicking people out. So I need now to contract with the government or some organization. No, has-
4: not with the government and not with the corporation, with something we haven't seen in over 100 years, which is a non-corporate company. A company, like that's literally where the word came from. It's a military term. So you you hire a company company to protect your shit. And if you can't hire enough companies to protect more houses, well, then you don't need that last house. You should protect the other one just because there's bound to be some percentage of humans that are dicks and don't like civilization.
3: I think you've touched on something important because uh, I've said all along that corporations are an invention of government. And so, like, it used to be a long time ago, you would have, you know, such and such and sons, right? You'd have a family business. There was no, there was no corporation, right? It was uh, a guy and his sons doing a thing. Whatever that thing. The eviction
1: is. guys and his sons with guns. We're gonna evict you. Are you saying you own these houses? No worries. We just take your side, and we will shoot the other guys. Just pay us.
3: But what I'm saying is that there has to be another word for organizations performing services than corporation. Company. Has to be sure, a, could, And so I like, I like that word yeah. company because it's the first time I've heard an alternative mm-hmm. to, I've heard the word before, don't get me wrong, I've heard the word company, but I mm-hmm. like using it to differentiate between a a government legal fiction mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a group of people working together to provide a service. But those, yeah. even group Anne of,
0: Rand's uh, Atlas Shrug, if, if you look at it, there was one corporation in that uh, that one of the heroes was involved with which was tra- Taggart Transcontinental. Yep. Well Taggart Transcontinental was a clusterfuck. Everything else was a sole proprietorship. Reardon was a sole proprietorship. Um most of the people in it were were sole proprietorships. They didn't want to have their decisions made for them by a board.
3: Right. You right.
0: know? I listen. I'm okay. And a lot with, of times, they did things that were not uh, that cost them a lot of money because they want they wanted it that way. As
1: long as you can, mm-hmm. like I can own my company, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a small company, but at some point, it will become, let's say, a very big company. Let's mm-hmm. say it becomes Twitter or Facebook um at that point should i still be the one to decide whether to take down a post or not take down a post or should i appoint a board to decide that in my opinion neither of those is the optimal answer the optimal answer is i should be not like mark zuckerberg elon musk and jeff bezos i should be like tim berners lee who invented the web linus torvalds who invented linux and uh uh let's say uh, Vitalik Buterin, who invented Ethereum. If anything Mm -hmm. happens to those guys, or they go on vacation, guess what? Their platform doesn't miss a beat, because their platform is downloaded independently by a lot of people, and has been improved by many people since then. Mm -hmm. These guys just simply gave it a go, gave it away, and made a lot of money. Uh, Vitalik made a lot of money. Because Vitalik came at a time when people figured out how to create utility tokens. Tim Berners-Lee mm-hmm. didn't make much money from the web. And uh, no one really made money. Like Jonas Salk didn't make money from giving away the vaccine. Okay, But mm-hmm. starting in like 2014, we can now, and nobody will tell you how to do this, make money from open source software, giving it away, and then making the sale of that utility token. But the difference with between that and what Mark Zuckerberg did is Mark Zuckerberg sold shares. Mm. And he sold shares to guys like Peter Thiel. I'll go on a rant for 60 seconds, and I'd love to hear what you have to say
3: about this. <laughs> you okay. know it's coming.
1: This is the thing. <laughs> Look at Mark Zuckerberg. He used to be an open source bro. He used to be a guy that Microsoft... And when he was in high school, he made a Winamp, uh, you know, player or something. Yep. Microsoft offered him a million dollars and he turned it down and gave it away. What? Open source on the Internet. Then he went to college, Mike made Facebook. Zuckerberg
0: Mash. wrote Winamp?
1: No, he didn't like, make Winamp. He made a plug in for Winamp. Oh, OK. Yeah. So anyways, so I'm saying he used to value just giving stuff away. And you could see this even afterwards. So what people don't know, and I was there uh, in TechCrunch, OK, mm-hmm. when... Uh, Sean Parker, one of the first, you know, who connected him to Valley Capital, all mm-hmm. these venture capitals in the Silicon Valley, because this guy was on the East Coast. Mark Zuckerberg, um, you know, so Sean Parker says Mark Zuckerberg wanted to build, wait for it, a decentralized file sharing system called WireHog. You can look it up. WireHog, which he would not make money from because it was decentralized, okay, like BitTorrent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so guess what Sean Parker said? We put a bullet in that thing, he said very proudly, we made sure that Mark Zuckerberg went from being an open-source bro to a corporate golden boy who buys up Instagram, who buys right. up WhatsApp, and then those teams, when their golden handcuffs are off, they bounce because they can't stand to be in that corporate, you know, rent-extracting thing, machine. Okay, No last hold, thing, on. hold up, last thing I want to say about this. Who turned him into something like that? Yes. It was the venture yes. cap what, what? What? Just 30
4: seconds. No, not the venture capitalists. Can, can I just say no, hey, 30, 30
1: seconds? Peter Thiel, his first investor, put in half a million dollars, okay, turned it into five billion. Very good return. Peter Thiel openly, he's one of the most outspoken venture capitalists, says, competition is for losers. Build a monopoly, okay? It's mm-hmm. much more nuanced than that. He actually has a pretty good uh, talk about it.
4: Yeah. At Google. Oh, yeah. Talks. He, to, he, he he wanted to build to a monopoly. A but it's bullshit.
1: They turned Mark Zuckerberg from a guy that gave stuff away yeah. to a guy who built a monopoly and defends that monopoly by buying up all his competition. That's what I'm trying to say. It's mm-hmm. the industry. And it's the same with the, Look. and the last thing, the Sean Parker, remember Sean Parker? 30 he built,
4: drop, come hold, on. Hold on, Sean hold Parker
1: on. built Napster, which was disrupting the copyright industry, right. the movies and the music. They went after him and turned him from a guy who was helping people to download freely to a guy, he learned his lesson. So when he created Plaxo and he told uh, Mark Zuckerberg, cut it out, don't do file sharing, don't do distributed. Do the corporate golden boy stuff. You're going to be a billionaire and just cut it out. That's my point, is that owning things is one way. Giving stuff away is what helps humanity. Mark Zuckerberg was that guy, but they turned him into corporate golden boy, which he is today.
3: I, I can think of uh, Satoshi Nakamoto in the regards that you say give something away. Right. Here's an anonymous person. Dropped some knowledge. Right, he
1: gave it away. Right. And now gave it away. he probably created 100 other addresses that he probably sold Bitcoin from. Yeah. No, he did. And uh, he didn't sell it from the primary one. people are like, oh, Satoshi yeah, never
3: he, sold Bitcoin. He kept a bit for himself, but still. <laughs> so, all right, Peek, let's yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I, I know you have shit to
4: say. Okay, so first and foremost, you asked a question. Who gave him that money? Who turned him from a free file sharing kind of guy into the megalomaniacal monster that he is now? the government and i can track that one for you so they had a specific program to basically do what what facebook does to serve as a social networking tool and categorize all of everyone's information now it was like within two days they cut that program and all of a sudden facebook is online
3: right i'm trying to remember the name of it too it had a different name than than facebook you're just
1: proving my point by the way i just want to say because i'm a left libertarian I criticize government and corporations yes. and venture capitalists mm-hmm. in one breath. So to me, saying it wasn't the venture capitalists, it was the government, they're all part of the same thing. Well, they're banking well, at, the there's there's bank. they're at the same bank. They're bank right now. between
0: giving somebody money to do something you want them to do and giving them threats murdering them the government murders you if you don't do it their way I the agree. government came and stole I everything agree. i owned men with guns pointing pointing them at my fucking chest i got big red dots on my chest they stole everything i owned um that's government yes you know it, there's no comparison between the evil of that and paying somebody to do something you want them to do. Uh, I never right. said there was. No,
1: that's. A, I'm against the government coming in mm-hmm. and enforcing that patent law yeah. or that copyright. And and it's right. actually
0: exactly the same copyright thing. They were I could sort of make a the banker like, monopoly. Because yeah. So the like bankers are their are their cronies.
1: I'm a, so I'm saying that the government comes in. And they go ahead and garnish your wages or they, you know, tax you. And
0: Milton Friedman. They drove a tank into my fucking house and just carted everything I owned out. Well, for That's you, true. it was. A, an, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're an outlier. Like, you, in other words, they've done more to you than they have to
0: the average person. Uh, but the is know, there's there. a lot of corpses out there. Yeah. And don't forget about COVID.
1: At least you're not yeah, fighting no? a war in a country where you're going to be shot to death. Peakless, so what that, was that? I guess.
0: Peakless.
4: Oh, did you? Uh, I forget. Okay. Oh,
3: but you were you <laughs> uh, were so, responding. So no, hold on, hold yeah. on.
4: A venture capital, and this this goes back again with like Ashton Kutcher being the first one to a million and all of that. So now what he basically did was he turned uh, to a large extent he turned money, one kind of capital, into influence, another kind of capital. Now the problem is his money was fucked with. That was stolen money, because that's how the Cantillion effect works. When they print it, they steal it from everybody on Earth simultaneously, albeit at different rates.
1: I don't disagree. I'm basically so a left libertarian. Here's
4: a venture capitalist that makes a million sandwiches by getting people who are good at... That making sandwiches and delivering them and getting some of that back to them, that guy can also become a venture capitalist and that does good.
1: Yeah, venture capitalists can do good things from time to time and so can uh, governments from time to time. No, no, they literally can't. For the most part, the governments use violence and the venture capitalists don't. So I agree with
4: that. that's what—that's the defining feature of a government, and that's why nothing they do is good. Because if you feed the poor because you stole my fucking money to do it, I don't get to feed the poor myself.
1: I agree with all that. So what I'm trying to say is you think that somehow by saying that you disprove my point maybe, but my, I've been making that point. So I'm saying, what's my position, right? My position is there are humans. Humans form organizations. These organizations can be small. Or they can be super fucking large. Mm-hmm. A small organization also has a government. Yeah, Free Talk Live mm-hmm. has some form of governance. No, no, there's no, no one violence is... involved.
4: Like, so someone some is in
1: charge of this equipment, and the other people can't have as many rights. The Difference
3: is government versus governance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he I'm didn't getting steal that, it,
0: though. He he I'm, he worked for no it. No
1: one's saying. Yeah. So when government, I'm government saying, still steals, steals everything they have.
0: History. I just want
1: to be clear i have a company mm-hmm. i built it i put blood sweat and tears or oh, do
3: you have a corporation
1: it's actually a corporation okay. yeah because mm-hmm. venture capitalists love a c corporation in delaware that's what they'll invest they in sure Only that they care about the law of delaware but yeah. anyways
4: especially the evil ones that's who what get was- all of the seniorage from the cantillion effect okay right <sighs> That's a difference.
1: Well, that's who has the money, right? And that's who I was trying to impress with my C corporation from Delaware. True. Do you really think I care about a C corporation in another state? No. Yeah. The VCs care. Right. 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 So so Obviously I have to play by their rules because I want their money. Well, I no longer do. But back then, that's why I did it. Right. I, you know, I had a New York City corp and I found out or a New York City LLC or whatever. Sure. Here's my point. Here's my point. I have five steps. One, humans exist. Okay. Two, humans form organizations. Yep. Three, they have some sort of governance arrangement in each organization. Okay? So the team running it is what I call a government. Mm -hmm. A government of a organization. Part four is that these organizations then merge uh, into a commonwealth or some sort of large thing, typically to defend themselves against some outside force. Like, let's say, when the Native Americans, they were v- vying for the same land, and they had wars. So they would, like, form the commonwealth of Pennsylvania or whatever of these cities that then formed a state eventually. And finally, the last po- point is, when I pay uh, rent to a uh, organization let's say to situate my business in a mall Mm. uh you're fine with that because that mall is privately owned okay however Mm -hmm. if i go and do the same in a city okay you should be also fine with that because the city could be privately owned like boca raton was privately built Mm -hmm. and then later given over because the guy went bankrupt and now it's democratically owned but regardless Paying rent to an organization is very similar to paying tax to uh, a city or some sort of thing. Yeah, and rape is
4: real fucking similar to fucking it? (laughs) What?
0: Sorry, rape Rape. is similar to what? The the difference is that uh, you have a choice about what you buy. The government says you're going to pay for war and corporate welfare and we will murder or enslave you if you yeah. don't. Right? Exxon never threatened me th- with that if, if I didn't oh, buy don't their live in gas. You
1: don't live in Exxon no. land. But what I'm saying is if you were born in Disney World, born in it, right, and you never left, right, then you have no social contract to pay Disney World any rent at all. If you were born in your house apartment whatever and you never left uh, and your parents paid rent but you don't have to right according to that theory but that theory is sort of like there's
4: reality the reality is you're going to get evicted you're going to get evicted like you don't pop into existence usually what happens is someone's around that goes hey humans are real valuable and if no one else wants to take care of this one i will totally be the trustee for that and give them a place to not die and if we have a civilization, then they've earned that house.
1: So, I, I look, charity was around before a uh, social security system was put in place. Uh, and the fact is that uh, elderly were destitute. Uh, many of them were in poor houses. And the reason why people even clamored to have some sort of government program is because charity wasn't enough. Now I think what I'm trying now to say is a lot
0: more people are poor because everybody loses 15% of what they are of what they are and they're today. forced into a um, they're forced into a system that will t- return next to nothing and because they're forced into social security they can't invest oh, social so security they can't is create jobs regressive tax and yes. and they can't uh, and they can't make anything for themselves. And when they and if they die young, they can't even pass that money on to their uh, to their children. Here's a, here's
1: what I want to re- you to react to and tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. I'm saying safety nets are good. We all have them. Mm-hmm. Safety nets include things like clean water, making sure that your water is free from pathogens that will kill you. So mm-hmm. that's How
4: is that a safety net.
1: So it's, that's a safety net that, you no, know. No,
4: that's not a safety net. That's a commodity. It's a product. It's like clean water. Water doesn't come clean, dude. Well, it, it goes to, just, right. But well that, I'm saying
1: it's, it's a standard when you go to any sink, right? That's like in a house that's not condemned. That sink is connected yeah, to the source. Not, if, not if
0: it's a house in Flint where they get the money from, or where they get sure. the water there from are the government. These exceptions,
1: of course, and that has to do with again the profit motive and the buddies. <laughs> well, it has of to those. do with
0: the government. The government playing with money who? Money the is capitalists, the right?
1: I guess as a left libertarian. I always bitch about the government in bed with the capitalists, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. I see it happening everywhere. Like, for example, when the Fed bails out the companies, exceeds their mandate, and injects trillions of dollars to prop up the markets in 2020. We all forgot, but that's what they yeah. did. And they, so that's that's, yeah, they yeah, weren't yeah. propping we up all markets. They were
0: destroying <laughs> yeah. markets. Because that's not how markets work. Of course. The way markets work is if you're a bank and you fuck up you lose your money and then you don't have any and the people you lost it to do and that's how it's supposed to be if the government had not stepped in and socialized the loss in in the housing crisis of 2008, it would have been the biggest redistribution of wealth from rich people to poor people in history. That's what a free market would have given you. But what socialism gave you is one of the biggest transfers of money from oh, poor people socialism. to rich people.
1: I'm not for socialism. Everything mm-hmm. I've been talking about is... Gift economies, giving it away completely. This is why
3: I want a definition, because I I, I like a lot of your ideas, and a lot Mm -hmm. of your ideas uh, have liberty written all over them. What is uh, the—I don't understand the difference between a libertarian and a left libertarian, or— Even a right libertarian. So I don't, you know, you keep referring to yourself as a left libertarian after you say stuff. And that means something to you that I don't understand. I think
1: we all agree on so many things in liberty. And in Mm -hmm. fact, a lot of what uh, nobody says, okay, Mm -hmm. could be classed as a left libertarian position. Like he says, you can't own 10,000 houses unless you can enforce it yourself or hire somebody at least. Mm-hmm. But that's not the position of an ANCAP or an Ayn oh, Rand. or uh, It's is. Is the position. I think it is. No, so I've spoken to objectivists, and they the, tell me. It's
4: how you hold back that which is not civilization, is you protect it. So objectivists tell back me, back like, the,
1: specifically, objectivists tell me.
4: It's disincentivizing thievery.
1: Well, objectivists would tell me, and this is one type of libertarian, uh, Ayn Rand, yep. right, would say, uh, the product of man's mind is something that is inherently his property. And Ayn Rand even defended running to daddy government by saying, well, it's a race. Whoever gets to the patent office first, it's literally her argument, is uh, yeah. is going to get the Your patent. Opinion. And that's a competition, so ha. Huh? Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe the grandma who can't get to the patent office faster than the guy who heard her idea. Is, I mean, that's the most ridiculous defense I've heard of government. But that's what mm. a lot of people... I'm saying right wing libertarians in some way, I've just given the objectivist view, Mm. there's others. But those people seem to be okay with sometimes even using government, not the anarcho-capitalist, but the objectivists using government to use violence in order to protect someone's property. And my point as a left libertarian is no. Government, the only job of government I wanna see is taxing negative externalities peacefully and then redistributing the money to everyone to use as they see fit. The end, okay. and that's it. only, the only one job of
0: government, that. in my opinion, is, is to jump up their own asses and die.
3: <laughs> All right, let's, let's the
4: only way, way to tax externalities morally is by having a market of court systems.
1: Sure. If that works, we'll see if that system will ever work. Because at this point of fantasy, it could work. But uh, I'm right, saying in the because current there's system.
4: There's a bunch of monsters telling us not to do it.
1: Or else. But for now, I'm saying I'd like to shrink government to that okay. just one function. Get the people to decide X is a negative externality, like let's say dumping plastic in the admi- everywhere,
4: right? Did you harm somebody? Yes, but it's so- dangerous. Can they prove it? Yes, but and it's too late. That's the other side of property. But by so that time- Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, just real quick. Yeah. Property is not just I get to exclude you from it. It also means that since this is my labor, I must be responsible for it. So if I make a knife and I stab you with it, well, it's my hand and it's my knife, and okay, you're dead. Now, if I I throw a knife at you and, okay, it nicks your arm... I am responsible for what I've done. Every piece of property has that duality to it.
1: I agree with rights come responsibilities, but here's my question to you. Let's say a corporation or a person creates a very bad environmental disaster, ecological disaster that far exceeds their ability to pay. And even further, let's con- let's assume they went bankrupt or the person died. Then society has no way to rectify that anymore if the if 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 your expectation is if no one finds out and i get away with it i make a profit but if people find if out the worst thing happens i go bankrupt and that's can you it
4: prove that they were, look if nobody finds out how can you prove they were harmed my
1: no here's my here's my question right i know it's a it's a three-part question let's do one part at a time first part okay. if the company Harms the environment. Like right now we have in Palestine, Ohio, right? Or East Palestine.
4: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. They have, would be so fucked if we had a market for courts.
1: So let's say that this company fucks up a lot of people. And they have a limited amount of money. The harm is far exceeding what they have. And now... What's gonna happen? The company goes bankrupt, and then what? What happens to the rest of the people that were harmed? There's not enough money to make them whole. Bankruptcy
0: protection is is a government concept. Yeah, I agree, but what happens when
1: people die and they have no more property? Let's
0: let Pigless answer, Pigless.
4: No, I, I agree exactly with nobody. So you go after the people that did it. So they have property, not just the corporation. That's imaginary bullshit.
1: What okay. happens when so those people run out of all the property and that's not enough to make everyone whole? What happens after that?
0: What do you want to do? Take their liver?
1: My point is this system right. can't make people whole and it can't prevent the harm. So in no other words, system you know, this perfect. system doesn't make Now
4: here's what you either. want to do, though, is you want to make it really, really incentivized to avoid doing all the shit that causes a nuclear blast-looking orb to into the sky.
1: How do you... What my point is, if all you have is the courts go after every penny that they've got and make them destitute, let's even say they sell them to indentured servitude and they go to debtor's prisons or they go to one of those penal colonies. That's still a limited amount of their labor and money. And let's say the harm they cause is 100x that, okay? So the system, which only goes after the perpetrators for Mm -hmm. everything they've got, sells them into slavery and all that stuff, right? Even that. Is not good enough because in that system, a regular person would be like, uh, you know, a businessman would be like, hmm, if it doesn't come to that, I profit. If I get caught and shit goes bad, I go to zero. So it's a positive expected value for me to dump everything in the ocean anyway because maybe nobody will go after me and they'll all do that. The
0: the reality is in in an anarchist society, would be kind of a messy place, and chances are, if you piss too many people off, and if you piss them bad off, piss them off badly enough, they're gonna fucking kill you. And then what? Um, they won't get. that won't restore all of their health. Well, ne- neither does government. Government just steals right, a bunch a better way of than money from government- them and keeps it for themselves, giving the victim nothing.
1: My point is, there's a better <laughs> system than both government and this mm. free market uh, court system because neither system is mm-hmm.
3: able to prevent. Is uh, th- let me ask yeah. you a, a question: Is, in your opinion, a free market court system better than the government court system?
1: Yeah, I think so, but it's just an opinion. We've never tried it.
4: What is your evidence that this will be unable to prevent these things?
1: Well, I've just told you the scenario. So, my this ex- isn't a free market. No, in in the market in your system that you've set up in that system. A business person would say, "Well, if I make this business and I dump, you know, nuclear waste in the river, if I don't get caught, I make a ton of money because I negatively externalize this
4: cost okay. to the. But if let's I do get caught, railroad. what's the worst that could say, happen? I
1: get killed. So you know what? Let's say it's the railroad, die. man."
4: If it's your railroad, are you going to let this fucking maniac use it, knowing that he's going to put your yes. entire existence at risk? Sure. Fuck no. That's what people do when what? they sell their so, lake
0: to Nestle. So what are you proposing to do to people who do bad things and you don't find out about it? Well, with the blockchain, and you can't do you bad things. how are you going to do it without finding ah, out about great it? great
1: question. Okay, so, so this gets to my point. I would like to see a society where, first of all, as many transactions as possible are done on a blockchain with smart contracts so that people can't wrong each other in the first place. Uh, That's only in the monetary sphere.
4: Well, it limits it. People can still wrong each other with that.
1: Yeah, but at least we all know what the rules are. We know what the rules are up front. Like we know what. Okay. and, And again, that's not something we have today, but that's something I'm actively building towards non-violently, right? I don't need a revolution. Sure. I just need adoption, right? The second thing is I would love to live in a world where everyone gets such a safety net in terms of health insurance and UBI, universal basic income, that they can go and work on science, open source, Wikipedia, creative commons, whatever, and give it away Mm -hmm. without having the dilemma that nobody uh, brought up, which is that... How am I going to survive and pay for my everyday life if I engage in these things? The answer is you survive by simply having a safety net every
3: day. So in that scenario, what incentive does a person have to create? It turns out we as humans are
1: naturally wired to create. And we know this because, for example, jazz, a lot of these people made no money, hobbies. People do things. And they speak and they do these, uh, you know, Toastmasters, whatever. Uh, Dan Pink has something called Drive. Uh, He does a five-minute talk. He has a book. It's uh, what motivates us. It turns out autonomy, purpose, and mastery. Okay? That's what motivates us. Money is not required. In fact, when they paid people money, their their work got worse uh, because uh, now they were doing it for money. Uh, so a lot of, they did these experiments. Uh, why do people uh, contribute to open source? Their name is not going to show up in the credits, and uh, they don't make because any they money.
4: They like having that form of distributed capital
0: for the world. I mean,
1: not usually for themselves. when I fix
4: yes, a bug in an I... open source so we agree. So we program, with... it's
0: because I want it fixed. Yeah. But software is a rare thing because I'm not out of pocket to produce software. It costs me my labor, but. Um, you know, if 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 I fix a chair, it doesn't fix everybody's chair. Exactly, it fixes mine. Software is the unique case where you can fix your chair and everybody else's chair. It's just not gets unique. Fixed. So every form of
1: information, include that's why science is information, mm-hmm. Wikipedia is information, and software. So you're absolutely right. You can mm. start this revolution in the field of information. But you know, drug patents could be replaced with open source drug. Uh,
0: research, right? Oh, so th- I'm that every time uh, I hear some Democrat uh, bitching about the cost of medical care, I'm like, "You're enforcing the yeah. patents, asshole!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I would like to abolish
1: patents, but I'm a realist. I don't think we can. What I'd like to do? Fuck
4: you, man! What you know we can? Have made we can unmake. Like, this isn't handed to us from God. It's not some adamantine structure. We invented the goddamn thing, and the second we stop valuing it, hell, even a tiny proportion of us, it collapses and we do something else.
1: Well, many of us don't believe in patents, and it's still there. I don't believe
0: Uh, in patents. Well, But I have a way way you've got a a very well-armed government that is uh, perfectly willing to murder you over a patent. There is no law so trivial that the government won't murder you over it fact but Um, what i'm
1: trying to say to you guys (laughs) is that i have a way to advance society without confronting the government and these industries and Mm -hmm. these entrenched uh, establishment vcs industries whatever it's simply called open source and what i'm trying to say is if for example i'm not a bio person but if they got together and made an open source growing number of patent left Just like CopyLeft with Richard Stallman, right? Mm -hmm. Richard Stallman had a big beard, but he said, we're going to make GNU and we're going to make CopyLeft. So it took them 20, 30 years. And then there was Linus Torvalds and open source movement, which is the only thing about Stallman. In the end of the day, what uh, happened? Real
4: quick, explain CopyLeft for the listeners. Uh, Oh, sure. Thank you.
1: So CopyLeft, this is very important. So some guy uh, who worked at uh, a lab... Richard Stallman was his name. Mm -hmm. He got fed up with the idea that there was a uh, program that he needed to change, but nobody would give him the source code. So he said, you know, this is crap, and this should be a human right or or whatever. And then he came up with this bright idea with this lawyer who I met. uh, Moglin was his name. And so he said, uh, we're going to make a license called uh, Uh, free software license, okay, since then it had several iterations, GPL, new public license, okay, Um, and there's now a Faro, GPL, and all these other ones, okay, so he made the free software movement, which basically said, if you use a software, everything you make with it, essentially,
0: uh, you have to give away, too, that's the license, not what you make with it, not the output of the program, But if you make modifications to the program and you sell them, then you have to provide a copy of the license and a copy of the source code on request to the people that you sell them to. That's more correct. In fact,
1: there were uh, ideas of what it means to be uh, linked with it. So there was the LGPL, the limited GPL, which basically said libraries, right? Mm -hmm. They're using software. They're open source, but your software doesn't have to be necessarily. The AGPL, the Afero GPL is my favorite it's the most viral it says if you run it on your server mm. uh, anything you're running on your server you basically have to uh, open source which is why companies like Google won't use my software because it's a GPL and therefore they won't touch with the h- stick pole which is great for me because they won't uh, adopt it and uh, you know embrace extinguish how they've done with other things what's the <laughs> difference
3: between the copyleft then and creative commons so creative
1: commons is more for art And uh, copy left is more for For um, software. software. But actually, I'll say this there was also the free, uh, the open source movement, which was different Mm -hmm. than the free software movement. Their
0: ideological disagreement. I'm more of an Eric Raymond fan than a a Stallman Stallman and I actually got into a big argument on email one time because I wanted to take GCC and cut it in half. Um, so that basically it would it would output its abstract syntax tree in 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 a form that I could then if I was going to write a, a, a source code formatter, I could basically take the abstract syntax uh, key and reform it into source code and. Um, Half and, the listeners don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, well, that's okay. I don't know what you're they, talking they, about. You. They, they don't the, need uh, to. Half of them do. Um, <laughs> all right, so I tell well, myself. Hold
3: on, hold on. But you do,
4: um, right? Eric
1: Raymond, please tell us it, about
0: the Cathedral
3: well, and the Bazaar. Well, hang um, on, hang on, hang
4: on. Yeah. Hang on just a minute. You had something to so, say. Uh, real quick, an important distinction uh, to answer your question between Creative Commons and Copy Left is that Copy Left functions essentially like a virus because it causes people to continue to make more things open source, whereas Creative Commons, okay, that's yours, now you do whatever you want with
1: exactly. it. Exactly.
3: Okay.
4: All right.
1: I was going to say mm-hmm. that the open, uh, the copy, uh, so so what happened was that Eric Raymond, uh, basically crystallized what some people like Linus Torvalds were doing, which is to say, give stuff away with no conditions, nothing viral, just like you were saying, uh, Mountaineer, mm-hmm. basically nothing viral. So that means literally I'm giving it away, no strings attached. And you have mm-hmm. uh, licenses like Apache software license, mm-hmm. BSD uh, software license, and many others. Yeah. Uh, it simply says, don't sue me. Uh, this is what it is. Use it mm-hmm. however you want. And so this was called open source. And mm-hmm. the idea, actually, the Stallman and the guys didn't like that because they said that, oh, well, these corporations will just use the software and, uh, they, it will go and yeah. they won't release anything and open source uh, will die and mm-hmm. free software will live on.
0: See, I'm using a framework in cell 411 called Parse Server and, and Parse Client. Uh, that was actually developed by Facebook. I don't know what they developed it for. They don't use it in their product, but they developed it, and they and they
3: open. Yeah. Facebook Sourced is it.
1: welcome to give away all kinds of things, but they never give you their back-end source code.
3: While we uh, still uh-huh. have time, uh, and you guys are talking about software, uh, open source and otherwise, uh, we also talk here on Beard Talk Live a lot about speech, Beards. bad words, right? This is kind of our thing. I think you might know about this, Greg. Do you know what L-D-N-O-O-B-W is? L-D-noob?
1: Yeah. What is that?
3: So you're familiar with George Carlin's seven words that you can't use on television, right? This is the roughly 400 or so words that are considered. It's called L-D-N-O-O-B-W because it's the list of dirty, naughty, obscene, and otherwise bad words These are what are currently being used in AI. So uh, Wired has an article. It's so
0: sad talking to chat, GPC. Right. I just want to install him on a fucking piece of computer and let him be free and see what he does. So comedian George
3: Carlin (laughs) had the list of seven words you can't say on on TV. Uh, Parts of the internet have a list of 402 banned words plus one emoji, which is the middle finger emoji that's uh, apparently banned uh slack uses the open source list of dirty they use words a
1: gun emoji to be a squirt gun also i don't know well, i guess but, it
3: kept the actual but this thing Unicode is a code of it this thing is published on github so it's not being used by you know just one entity it's being used by a whole bunch of entities oh this is just to filter out bad words correct but okay. it's specifically being applied towards ai okay right whatever. now so like chat GT, gpt and all that kind of stuff uh now, I do not enjoy this, right? I don't think that anything that claims to be AI and claims to be giving you sort of a you know, a simulated human interaction with yeah. with language and communication and all that should have their words limited.
1: What well, doesn't matter what you think because it's controlled by the big tech corporations, which is again, you can have you can think that Twitter should have an undo button or an edit button. It's all up to the people who, Work for Elon, if it's true or not. It has nothing to do with what you want.
0: What part of GPT, by the way, is open source? Because I can't get and get a straight answer out of him. Uh, nothing. Oh, okay. Because because he he was saying that like GPT two
1: was. Oh yeah, they they open sourced uh, the weights for GPT two, uh, mm-hmm. GPT three. They're keeping closed source. I will say. I have a nuanced position on this that's evolved, Mm -hmm. that AI is the only area that I've found in which I would not advocate open source. Really? Uh, Really? Yeah. And that's because I think that if everyone... It's like giving everyone nuclear weapons. Like, if
0: everyone... If anybody's gonna have nuclear weapons, everybody should. But I mean, isn't that... like Nobody should. Nobody should have this. I agree.
3: I should. Isn't that the same logic that some people like to apply to guns, though? Like... I think everybody should be allowed to have a gun, period. Right? I don't care if you're a former well, felon or whatever. I mean, you can't
1: stop them. Right. Know? And yeah. so,
3: but like my and so my logic just goes, okay. Well, a nuclear weapon is just a bigger gun. Why shouldn't everybody well, be allowed everyone, to have one? Well, because if everyone, for
1: example, has access to an AI that can create a protein that creates a super virus that kills everyone. A super virus would be like 14-day.
4: Okay, then my AI yeah. will create a, a way to repel that. No, it won't. Right.
1: It's much harder to fix something than it is to – and that guy will have a head You'd start.
4: You'd be surprised, man. Like, human biology is – We will be dead. Fun. We won't Atomically be surprised death.
1: at that point. Mm. <laughs> look, yeah. I mean it, – it, look, protein folding is just one example. But certainly, if you thought the lab in Wuhan, okay, creating uh, – a gain of function was bad, imagine you could create a designer virus, okay, that literally had a 14-day incubation period and didn't have any symptoms, and then it killed you at 99% uh, mortality rate. I'm pretty sure that's terrible, and giving more people the ability to do that is mm -hmm. not something I think is good for humanity.
4: Okay, well, if you look at it, they make this shit all the time, like, do you have any evidence that COVID was designed to kill so few people? Because that strikes me as real out of character for the monsters making it.
0: Oh, I think it. I think it. W- I think it did more or less what it was. Uh, what it was designed to do. I don't think they're ready uh, for the for the big. To let the big blood yet i think it was just a trial run personally
1: i think that uh, again i'm not one of those people that believes that uh, the freemasons or the illuminati are behind everything and and oh so, no,
0: it wasn't a free maze, since it was a fucking government. Sure, whatever, right. but
1: I'm saying we don't need to even have conspiracy theories because it's just an emergent thing that emerges whenever there is an incentive to do stuff or people make mistakes. So, why are they doing well, gain of function in the first place? Who does it yeah. help? Because oh, they want to make kill any people fucking and sell sense. vaccines. They want to
4: murder people, sell vaccines, and get credit for solving the plague.
1: Okay, so in that case, if that's true, and some of the psychopaths Mm -hmm. got into government and they have access, imagine if everyone had access to killer tools.
0: Well, all the psychopaths do, or most
3: of the psychopaths do, because most of the more people have access to killer tools.
0: The worse
1: it is for everybody. Let's let's
3: let's Um, back that down a notch, though. Like uh, a hammer. Can be used to bash a man's head in.
1: One man. Or build a house. One man. What if everybody Mm -hmm. had access to hammers? If everyone had access to a hammer that could bash the entire world's Thing in one person would somehow, but, but it's, it's not
3: a degree, deploy it's, that. It's hammer. not a degree of degree, really. It's mm. it's the point of that it's just one. Different, it is a matter of degree. Everything I'm saying, see, I everything see, I've been right? saying in this show a is a matter of, a matter of
1: degree. degree. I'm okay with you owning a muffin, mm. I'm not okay with you owning a million muffins and preventing okay. other people from eating what muffins. idea
4: am I not allowed to own exactly? It's not that <laughs> <how many> you're <laughs> not allowed need it's, to kill. How many? What's the number? Who it's, it's, decides?
1: So again, nope. the court, no, no, what decides is that your free market of courts is going to figure out that they won't enforce unlimited ownership. So if I say, please kick this squatter out of my house, they'll do that. If I have two houses, so, they'll do that. But if think- I have 10,000 houses, at some point, the courts will be like, sorry, buddy, you don't get to bring this suit. We throw out your suit. We mm-hmm. decline to use violence on these peaceful people, did, did nothing okay. to you except seek shelter.
4: That's what I'm you saying. You know what? as soon as you do that as soon as the people fucking accept that then they will put everything in the guise of the one thing that they're allowed to protect you from oh sorry can't say that it helps the ai oh can't publish that it helps the ai trust us we have a great track record wait what okay if you have an organization that is allowed to silence one form of thought they will expand the i'm definition not saying
1: we should silence that one form of, of thought,
4: thought. Yes, you are. AI technology is a, a a kind of information, and if you ban that kind of information, I didn't so say we should ban it. Organization banning it. No, and that si- organization will convince you that more and more shit is the thing it's allowed to ban.
1: I'm not saying we should ban it. I'm simply expressing my opinion that I would push and encourage people to open source pretty much everything mm-hmm. except AI. All I'm doing mm-hmm. is not encouraging those corporations to keep researching it and and uh if they do research it at least don't give everyone the weights
0: see i think it's more important to, uh, to open source that than anything else because you know the government has ai so if the most evil murderous gang of of mass murderers in the world has it, yeah. then we need it too to give us a chance what are you to do fight with the, back. Create more viruses to kill more people or what? Uh no. Maybe find a way to get rid of the government. Well we
1: haven't been able to do that with all the technology available we haven't to had us AI.
0: Maybe, uh, right.
1: maybe maybe Red the Moon is a harsh mistress. Listen, until now, all the technology that we've had, we still have government. So yeah. Oh,
4: hold on, hold yeah. on. This continent kicked out its government because they had a new technology called rifling. And now that everyone has, well, more or less everyone has access to this unbelievable accuracy. Okay, now the the fact that you've been actually practicing with like shooting things, instead of lining up in formation and shooting in a direction, gives you a huge advantage. So AI is another technology. So now if that's, if rifling is only available to the Redcoats, we are still part of England. If it's available uh, to everyone, then the people that can use it most effectively are the ones that, that,
1: rain out. Ra- rifling uh kills people. I would want the government to have zero guns. I
0: would want people to have zero guns. Again,
1: and, gu- and, but, and I would
4: like my toilet to uh, be made of solid gold. But, he, but here's, here's the, the thing: is
0: if the people had yeah. no guns, then basically we would have we would go back. To the days of Attila the Hun when he who had the strongest arm ruled the world. Because the gun is an equalizer, because an old lady can kill you with a gun, then all of a sudden the mind has become more important than but the we body. But we
1: don't need to resort to the 12th century you know, swords and guns. Here's the thing. Oh,
0: we, without guns we would because
1: there are people no, we no, who we are physically... Because in the 21st century most uh, of our disputes are solved completely without violence let me just give you a couple examples insurance companies okay when you get into an auto accident they've seen a thousand of them they'll say okay this happens this happens give us the evidence They garnish your bank account whatever done and they'll pay each other, they'll pay each other mm-hmm. before they garnish anyone's bank account. If you look at the bank, the credit cards, okay? I've disputed things, they launch an investigation, I just say, this wasn't me or I didn't intend this. They go figure yeah, shit out, they don't pay the over. At no point does a gun ever get involved. Bullshit!
0: Because, oh, guns definitely Because what involved. happens
1: is that you, because as soon as the, the bank simply involved, declines to, the guns to, get involved. No, what, what I'm saying, well, with, in your case, yes. But what I'm saying is in general, if you're a vendor, PayPal simply won't pay you out. Uh, the bank won't pay you the the merchant payment because there was a dispute. My point is, because people can solve things peacefully in the 21st century, there's no need to go to someone's house with a gun or or a knife and say, "Well, I have you know, your service was bad and you charged me." No, just call your bank. Well, a lot of
0: people uh, (laughs) killing people is still quite popular. And if somebody shows up to kill you, you've got you've got to be. We're much more peaceful
1: as a society. We're all pussies compared to the people who went off to war all throughout history. We're pussies, and we and I like the fact that we don't kill each other. Well, the reason for
0: that is guns.
1: We figured out how to solve. Uh, conflicts resolve conflicts without violence i think we can do it in more did areas did
3: we though i don't think we did we still have nations who are in many areas. Still have governments. no in many areas of life yeah. including dude other...
4: we're on the verge of being nuked because of these fuckers
1: yeah government
4: and you want to tell oh, me yeah. that there's no gun in the room
1: no i'm saying i want them to not have the guns not have the guns so in other countries, the well,
0: police I'd don't like have to guns. i disarm the government. I think uh, that would be a the great yes, idea. Yeah. And disarm yes, definitely. Disarm the
3: government. And in fact, uh, people and see who, how long they live. People who uh, argue <laughs> that, uh, but the know.
1: government will still be there. In other words, when I call up the bank, it <laughs> no, still they'll has be a president. dead if
3: they get
0: disarmed. I, I, they won't okay. be able to kill us. For, to me, there <laughs> we is no. won't be terrified of
4: them right. To me, there is no the right. government.
1: There's just there is one
4: real important distinction. If you can choose, it is not a government. It is a service provider, possibly a community-oriented service provider like a charity. But if you can choose, it is not a government.
1: That's all I ever wanted. What did I say? I want everyone to have a choice of what police uh, agency uh, serves them that year, right? The Mm -hmm. government should be replaced by a free market of everything, except I believe that the government or someone— Doesn't have to be, but they have to impose taxes on the negative externalities because that is the one thing that the market can't solve the factory
4: to impose torture billions of
1: animals unless someone mm-hmm. does something with violence the, to them the, the problem
0: is the most violent people in your society are going to become your enforcers as long as that's the only specialize function in doing violence and then they're gonna come up with an excuse why every move you make, is a negative externality just like my as selling they Bitcoin get the to is agree. a negative externality? But their mass murder of a million people in Iraq—that's not they a, a negative externality. Why? Because they have the sole right to make that decision, and I don't.
3: All right, we got to start <laughs> wrapping things up, guys. Pequenas, did you have something? Else? I
0: see you're passionate about this. Nobody. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> just, just real quick. Um, just like with. Money, every single individual has to have access to it to give it its value in the same way this use of violence to uh to turn down the incentives of leaving civilization has to be distributed among everyone 100% that's everything i ever say universal basic everyone. income
1: universal everything universal health insurance mm-hmm. and universal decision suffrage about what constitutes a negative <laughs> externality
0: 100% say, I, I wouldn't want uh Universal suffrage on that. I would. I would want the freedom to vote with my feet and find a place where the people agree with me, and then well, I'm have saying... people in other places leave us the fuck alone. So in Flint, in Flint, guys, we
3: are we are out of time. I I, I apologize. We are out are of time. Are we on a schedule? Would, would you flee yes.
1: Flint, okay. Michigan, and East Palestine? You would just flee, or would you uh, do something about?
0: Uh... Oh, I come from
3: Ann Arbor, Michigan, which don't make it me ain't mute, Flint, you guys. But it's right. a few miles I, I away. I do want to say thank you, Peakless, for joining us remotely. Thank you, nobody. Greg, thank you for being the guest beard here on Beard yeah, Talk you, Live Grace. tonight. I am going to take us out with a song by Havoc called Hang 'em High, and it has a very uh, anti government tinge to it. Thanks. Peace.